I sent Tony his uh, his video. He thought it was dope. It, it did come out pretty good. It did. I'm going to watch it real quick. He might have it's got dope. the dopest one out he of everyone. Have. Yeah. Newest member of the fucking team. Podcast team. Just, and he got the dopest fucking video intro for our beat. I got to I got to step my game up. Like I got to find a whole different song. Like I started looking at Blood Brothers. I know right now I'm like all right, now I got to do a rock, I got to look at a rock song or something because I've been Ooh. looking at like rap music. I called it Cochise by Audio Slave. What the fuck? Called it. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm doing Coheed and Cambria for West. But you can try to use that for yourself if What'd you'd you like. Coheed and Cambria. No, what's the one you called? Uh Cochise. Oh, okay. By Audio Slave. Audio Slave, yeah. Yeah, I got you. I mean, that's too slow, isn't it? What? No, it's not. I'm thinking. No, the wrong it's song. not. Right. There's. I mean, you could go with Tupac because you're a gangster. <laughs> yeah. I could use that TikTok sound. What? People Maybe ask me. I'm a gangster too. <laughs> no. Uh, people ask me what would happen if I wanted one. I guess we'll never find out. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> or yeah, we'll never know. I use that for. Oh. It's such a gangster fucking one. Yo, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. What's going on? Good morning. Good morning, Brendan. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Doing doing good. Doing good. We got one other co-host. We don't know where he's at. He somehow clicked on the wrong link, even though I only sent one in. I know. He always does this. So he's like, you sent me the wrong link. I'm like, there's only one. Where are you getting links? <laughs> you know, it's just... Is he a millennial? No, I'm no he's, <laughs> uh, he's Gen X, so I don't yeah. know what his excuse is. Yeah. Exactly. He should be up on a teach me something <laughs> see like i'm i'm 36 so i'm i'm a millennial but i'm right there on that kind of like that break we'll see what's the what's the cutoff because i'm 38 um my birthday's in november so what's the i want to say it's like 81 or 82 but let me double check that just to because okay because i'm 83 so i don't yeah i'm november 83 so I yeah so with the I think you I think you fall into the millennials, but you're kind of like on that brink like I am where we didn't just grow up with computers. We remember the old school world, like, you know, corded phones having to come in when the lights were on outside kind of thing. Like we were in that ballpark. But uh, let me see here. Um, I mean, I know everybody over 55 thinks anybody under 40 is a millennial. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, so millennials are 81 to 96. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. That's a solid generation. I don't give a fuck what no one says. It's the the best generation. It's not even close. Come on. We were at the beginning when first all this stuff that we take for granted now was just popping off. And then we got it from the beginning. So we got to kind of tweak it how we saw it. And then they're just born into it now. So, yeah, we we got to see it off. Oh, yeah. Old and young at the same time. What were these for that generation? Uh, 81 to 96. Yeah, no, a little bit before that was the better generation. Yeah, nah. So the funny <laughs> thing is, Brandon, like, we actually had, your elders. <laughs> we had this conversation the other day. I was like, man, you know how I know Josh is in a different generation? Because he leaves voicemails and expects people to listen to voicemails. I'm like, yeah. bro, no, no. I never leave, listen to a voicemail. I'll never leave a voicemail unless it's like an emergency. 
Yeah. And even that, I'm still going to probably text you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like, you know, if you call me and I don't answer and you leave a voicemail and I'm, my mind is like, if it's that important, then text me. <laughs> and you know, I can't not see it. So, right. Exactly. That's it. Right. There, he man. still hasn't listened to the voicemail. He's like, look, it's still un- un- unlisted to. I'm like, and I don't even, they, they have that uh, voicemail that you can, um, if you get that option to where it'll read out on the, and I was like, I don't want that much responsibility in my life. So, yeah, yeah, no, that's too much, bro. Too much. I mean, it's one of those, like, even when I get a phone call, I'm like, you could have texted that, bro. Really? You could have texted that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Brandon, uh, you know, without going too much further, let me introduce ourselves. My name's Ricky Hayes. Uh, we've been texting. Leek hooked us up. Uh, this is my wife, Karina, and then our co-host, Josh. Um, and just give you a little bit of background. So originally we, uh, we started just running a Facebook group, uh, about the challenge online. It's called challenge trash talk. Um, and a couple of the admins, us mainly kind of got together and started talking. We're like, dude, why don't we do a podcast? I mean, like we always play these hypothetical games. We always ask these questions. We never get answers. Let's, <laughs> let's see what we can do. Right. Yeah. We thought we'd be doing it for like three weeks and get nowhere and it would just be us talking. But somehow we get lucky enough to have people like yourselves and other cast members say, yeah, no, I'll give you some of your, some of our time. So we're like, all right, cool. Let's do this. Um, sure. So here we are. Um, uh, first and foremost, man, just kind of give you the heads up. If you see anything you don't want out there, just let us know. We'll edit it out. We're not going to try to we're not we're not here trying to make news. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're yeah. here to give people like the story of the challengers that MTV doesn't give us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let me let me go ahead and give you a disclaimer and preface this before we dive deep. Um, I am not that guy. Um, I'm transparent 100 percent. so don't worry about even setting aside a block of time to edit anything <laughs> because <laughs> it's gonna be you know not that i'm not you know clickbait or just you know buzzworthy nothing like that but um yeah i'm just gonna tell it how it is that's how me and leak got uh got cool so yeah no anything that any interview that i've done has always just been straight up yeah so yeah don't even worry about it Appreciate it. All right. Yeah, that's so, awesome. First and foremost, I wanted to talk about that because I know all of us watched that interview. I didn't catch it live, but Lee's like, oh. man, you got to watch this. I was like, all right. So I sat down on the couch at like 930 and I was like, damn, this seems like 80 minutes. All right, fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm going to be honest, man. I had after watching that, like I've seen you on the challenge. I've seen all five of your seasons and I've always liked you. I thought you were a good player. I thought you got a shit hand in every fucking season. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how someone gets a shit hand five seasons in a row, but somehow MTV made sure you got that, <laughs> um, you know, but listening to that, uh, that live that you did was tweak and knowing Brandon Nelson, the real Brandon Nelson, getting to know that portion of you and not just what we saw in MTV, I think helps us as fans connect even more to you and realize, bro, you're, you're a human, just like everybody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, I appreciate uh, that. No, that's actually one of the, um, one thing that I do hang on to is the fact that I um, didn't get cast for the real world first. Like I was supposed to be on the real world Cancun and that's how I ended up getting on Fresh Me Too because I made it to the finals of that casting. And that it, it's a it's, it's a lot easier now to get on clearly. But um, and I will talk about that. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, 
so when they called me and they're like, oh, well, out of the you know eight or nine that made the final interview or whatever, they're like, Are you, you're not really fitting in what we're trying to get accomplished for this season, but we're going to keep you in mind for something else. And they, they held true. I mean, they did hit me back up six months later to do first meet too, but I feel like people would have got to know me a little bit better had I been uh, on that real world Cancun season just to see, you know, how I actually am. Because in a competition, you know, you kind of, it kind of changes things because you're not there to, hey, look at my personality. You're there to try to win a million dollars. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that would have been an interesting addition to the Cancun, to the Cancun cast. Like, and that was such a great season. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. I wonder I wonder who you would have been in. I'm I'm thinking you probably would have been in for like CJ or something like that. Or, yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, or but it, that who knows? I mean, like we talked to uh what was her name? Uh Carly from Fresh Me Too. And yeah. you know, she was telling us that she got recasted for Cutthroat, which oh. uh, or no no no, I'm sorry, it was Battle of the Seasons, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, I think I wanna say it was Battle of the Seasons. That and she was that. gonna be on and everything and she had her jersey made and everything in the last second they told her, Oh no, we're not gonna use you and I think it was because Car and Maria ended up coming on that season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And actually that I mean that definitely helped Car out um tremendously. I mean me and Car we haven't talked in a while, but like she's one of my favorites. You know, she gets a lot of of her lifestyle and the things that she says. I mean, she has changed over the years. I will say that because, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to pull any punches. Uh, yeah. She went from this, you know, very humble and scared kind of meek girl. And now she's like ready to sign up for the WWE. So I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. And then with her and Polly, it's like, hey, do your thing as long as you're happy. But um, yeah, nah, that's that's the homie, though. But um, yeah, we um. After uh, that battle of the seasons, it was like me, her, Easy, and Carmilla. Actually, yeah. me and Kari, Kari, Carly, um, talked a few days ago about Car. Uh, but uh, me and Car stayed in Turkey for like another week after we got eliminated, and we'll go into that story later. But yeah, I don't know if you have like a line of of questions you want to ask, but. I mean, like we got a few things we want to ask, but really we just try to, you know, enjoy the flow of the conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so yeah. basically we call this Challengers Unplugged because we only get like the plugged in MTV version. Like you guys are somewhere for six weeks and we get content that boils down to like maybe 20 minutes of your whole time there. Right. Yeah. And yeah. we're trying to make an assessment of the person and character you are on that show based on that. This is really like to let everybody know, like, you know, this is the real person behind who you're seeing on there. Yeah. Um, but what I'll start off with is we'll just kind of jump back in time a little bit. Um, you know, you kind of mentioned your casting, but uh, w- where are you originally from? Um, you know, w- did you do sports in, in school? Was that like kind of your drive? What were you trying to do before reality TV happened? Oh, well, you know, growing up, you couldn't tell me that I was not going to the NFL. Like that was my that was my thing. Um <laughs> I got, you know, in, in junior high, high school, like I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but I, I get shit done and, um, you know, made all state uh, in high school, uh, junior and senior year. Um, I don't want to act like, you know, the old school to hang on the high school thing. But, yeah. I, but yeah, I was the man, not going to lie. And I, I made, you know, played basketball as well, track. Um, the one thing that I do like, kind of like a little juxtaposition on the, Oh, it's great at sports. I also was the only black male in my AP classes. I mean, my school was pretty much split. So I'm from Arkansas originally. I went to Jacksonville High School. 
So it's about 50-50 black and white. But as far as, you know, the advanced placement classes or whatever, you know, I excelled in that. So, like, I had this group of friends and then I had that group of friends when I went home. So it did really help me out as far as being able just to, you know, maneuver between any kind of crowd. You know, I, I have friends that are um, you wouldn't think would be my friends uh, that would hold me down uh, with one phone call. So um, just that in the way I was raised, you know, my mom and my dad, they would be like, you know, don't be a one trick pony, you know, so. And then coming out of uh, high school, went to the University of Arkansas, played football there for a little bit until I got hurt and then I got replaced. So I quit because, <laughs> um, you know, do you want football? It's the next man up every time. Yeah, so there's there's not second chances unless you're a high school All-American big name recruit. So, yeah. And I was in a partial like I wasn't even a full school. I turned down some smaller schools because I just wanted to go. University of Arkansas because that was yeah. where I grew up and wanted to be a Razorback and I got the chance kind of you know tasted a little bit but I made some great uh, friendships and like family you know from even just going there so I don't regret that but uh, as soon as I was done with that um, I was always a fan of the real world because my mom used to watch it all the time like from the first season oh, so wow. um, yeah so I, I moved back from, from Fayetteville back to North Little Rock well Jacksonville North Little Rock where I'm from after I um, basically dropped out of college and I basically talked my way into a job at UAMS, which is University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences, uh, for this behavioral therapy program called Strive. So basically I was like a case manager. I was a liaison between bad kids and their therapists, but I had to like basically do their, go through their coping skills and all this stuff before we went to therapy. So they would calm down before they saw the therapist and it was school-based. So so originally I went to school um, as an English major. So I went to school to be a teacher. So I get back home and randomly um, I see a commercial um, about casting for the real world. And everybody had always said, you watch that shit all the time. Like, I could see you on there. I could see you on there. Like, you know, like, all right, well, they had a casting in Little Rock. And I was like, let's go. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I emailed in my little application and uh, they hit me back and they gave me like a little number or whatever. That's going to be here at this place coming between these times. And um, I didn't ha- I wasn't at UAMS long enough to have uh, PTO daytime off. So they were like, I said, I need this day off. So I was like, well, you can't take this day off. You're risking your job if you take this. It was a Friday. If you take this day off. And I was like, I got to take the risk. So I was yeah. like, OK, I just said, I said, I'll be there knowing I wasn't going to work. So <laughs> anyway, long story short. That day, the day comes, I'm up early and I'm just nervous. I'm like, should I be the first one there? Should I go in the middle? Because like, it was like, the gap was like from like 1 p.m. to like 8 p.m. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go last. So I, um, my, my boy was a manager at the bar across the street from the bar they were holding the casting. Go over there, have a couple of drinks. I walk over to where casting is. I see where it's at. And then I'm like, I'm not ready. Go back to the bar. <laughs> Take another couple <laughs> shots. <laughs> then I finally go over there. And I'm like, hey, so I'm the first of the last group they're about to interview. So what they do or what they used to do anyway, uh, they take you back in groups of eight. And there's like this circle of chairs. And they'll just have you sit and you talk and, you know, the casting director will talk to you. So here's my story. And I've told this a couple of times before. And I kind of like it now that I'm looking back on it. So I'm the first one of the last group. So I walk in there. Go ahead and just have a seat. Everybody else is going to be coming in a second. We've already got contact. I go and I sit down. There's already a girl sitting in like this circle of bar chairs, like just in the middle of the bar. So 
I go sit right next to her. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? What's your name? I'm Brandon. And she's like, I just said her name was Stephanie or something like that. So anyway, I'm like, hey, well, you know, it's a small town. I'm downtown all the time. I don't, uh, are you from here? She was like, no, I'm not from here. I just came for the casting. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, well, after this, you're going to get a drink. My boy across the street, he hooks me up. So I'm already <laughs> trying to game and stuff, right? So then people start filing in. So everybody sits down. Then she gets up and goes, hi, I'm Stephanie, one of the casting directors for Benham and Murray. Um, here's how this is going to go. And I'm just like, <laughs> I won't even try to game on the chick that's trying to cast me. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, that's then, it. Yeah. So then the, the next thing that she says is she says, um, I'm going to start from my right and go to my left. And I'm right behind her. So I'm going to be last. I'm like, she goes, Tell me your first, your last name, where you're from, how old you are, and something interesting about you. So it starts and people are, you know, they're trying to be over, you know, just just too dramatic. And, you know, you can tell they have like these set answers that they, so they're just like, hey, my name is blah, blah, blah. Let me get the game. And I'm just like, all right. So I'm just like, okay, what can I say that's funny? What can I say that's witty, clever? And then I'm like, I'm not going to get on this. I almost left before it got to me, but I was just like, all right. So it gets to me and I'm like, my name is Brandon Nelson. At the time, I was 24. Uh, like, um, 20, 24. No, I was 25. I'm 25. I'm from here. And uh, something interesting about me, I refer to the vagina as a pink velvet sausage wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Not making this up. I swear to God. Everybody. <laughs> But it was a joke that one of my, that one of my previous roommates had told me. <laughs> yeah. so I was like, I'm just gonna throw something out there, see if it sticks, and it did. Everybody, <laughs> everybody was laughing, and then she was like, "Stop!" I have to ask you questions. Everybody stopped laughing. Like people were like just laughing. So, <laughs> so then um, after that, you know, she would just throw out topics like, "I want you guys to talk about this." She's like, "Oh." Is cheating emotional or is cheating physical? Or is it both? And so people were like over talking each other and stuff like that. I might just throw something out there here and there that might be halfway relevant. But every time I would say something, like everybody would stop talking. So, and then we'd have, you know, a little conversation, but I didn't want to, because I already thought I lost. So I was just kind of just, hey, I'm comfortable now because I've yeah. been defeated. You got nothing to lose. Yeah. So I think. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of it, she's like, thank you guys so much. You have all of your information blah, 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 this, this, and that. Um, we'll be in touch. <clears throat> and so everybody's starting to get up and she grabs my arm and she's like, stay. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so I'm not, I was the only one that got kept out of my state. And then um, the next day I had to go do a one-on-one with a different, produ- a different producer. It was just me, her, and the camera. Um, and then after that, um, I had to go meet them in Oklahoma. Then after that, I made it to the finals. They flew me out to L.A. Uh, but yeah, it was a process. It went, it, it was like a three month process to, or used to be to get on the show. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you just glazed over it, but did you get a drink with her? No, 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 no. <laughs> never saw her again. Never. Uh, no, well, we talked through email, but not like that. Though. Was that that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's business at that point. It, it already felt awkward as hell, right? Right. Mm, yeah. But that's funny because literally everybody we talked to that's made the show. Well, obviously, we, we don't talk to them if they haven't made the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it sucks to suck. No, yeah, no, no. <laughs> you guys all have like super off the wall stories on how people got casted. Like, yeah. like yeah. Derek C uh, from I think he was on Cutthroat with you. Uh, he uh, 
He, um, yeah, he told us that he was sick as hell. Like, he didn't want to go. His friend made him go. And she didn't get picked. He got casted, being sick. Yeah. Showing up. Yeah. You know, talked to Marlon. He said, you know, oh, I was just answering their questions as a smart ass. Like, just like, oh, just random shit, whatever. They casted him. You know, it's all different processes. Now, obviously, there's different interviews that happened after that where right. sure you yeah. were more professional and serious about it. But that initial one to get their attention, it's always something off the wall is what I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, and I think that's one of the things. Well, back in the day, I should say now, because I mean, apparently, I don't know how they're going about it, but social media following. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Um, So it's just like you can come in there and be they want you to be that hyperbole of yourself to you know, get ears and to get followers and just get streams and stuff like that. Uh, But before, you know, once they started realizing that the people that were putting on just because they thought they wanted, they thought they knew what the casting director wanted, they would go away from that and they would just get the people that were like, I'm me like this with a camera without a camera. So that's why I believe a lot of our core fans. And I'm like I said, I'm, I'm I was a fan first and before I even got on the show. We 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 lean towards the people like me or like you know your Paula's and your Jim's and your and and um, my girl Katie like because you're gonna get this all the time. I'm not doing this because I see that red dot on that camera and I'm like mic'd up and now it's like oh okay let me go ahead and you know make an exaggeration of myself. But these kids now, man, they they know what to do to get recast and to make. But they're selling their souls, and I don't like that. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the difference, too. Right. Is and you can see it in the finished product is back then they were casting just to make good TV. Right. Just to make good TV, because that's all that mattered. It was how how good are your ratings? Right. In your demographic that you have now, it's how many clicks do you pull? What kind of audience do you pull on multiple different platforms? You know, who gives you the best engagement on social media? And like, that's not what the show is about. The show is still about good television. And I think that's why certain um, old school cast members um, and I think like Anissa, CT, I mean, obviously, you know, they keep getting brought back yeah. because. Anissa's my girl. I haven't talked to her in a while. We can talk uh, about that in a minute. Uh, yeah, we, Anissa was super sweet. We've been doing this for like maybe a month and she was like, yeah, I'll do your podcast. And we're like, what? Yeah, Anissa is good people. She has she has her days. I just uh, we caught her on we caught her on a a day. We'll put it that way. Well, she was she was she wasn't having a good day. She was laying in bed, but she was still like sweet enough to you know do it with us. I mean, she's a trooper. I give her that. She's awesome though. She was so cool to talk to. But yeah, no. So obviously, you didn't get casted, like you said, for real world. How did the process go from real world to, you know, try, you know, casting for that to going to the challenge? Because, you know, unless you're on one of those shows, usually you don't get on. But we know the story, obviously. And yeah. And that's crazy because it's, and I've gotten that question a million times, because even when you like even to this day, I will run into people or people are running to me like you look familiar. Now I'll go, OK, where are you from? Or they ask where I'm from. It's just that. And then they might put two and two together and they'll be like. No, you're not that guy. That guy's way bigger than you. I didn't go to it. That'll work work down a while, but okay. I'm like, all right, and I'll just keep it moving. But then sometimes, you know, first, no, that really is him. Like, I'm like, dude, it's not the bigger deal. But um, how, so when they, 
turned me down for rural Cancun. They did say, like, uh, I, I remember her name. I don't know if she still works for being a Murray, but like I said, I'm transparent. Her name was Aja. It was A-J-A. That was the one I was having the correspondence with uh, through email. Um, I forget her last name. But, um, but anyway, she was kind of halfway, like, just stay in touch. So after, so, oh, <clears throat> Fun fact. So after I left to go to L.A. for the final interview and I was there for just I was there for two days, I come back. I thought I killed it because the P.A. who's driving me back to the airport is like, man, we were in the control room and we were watching and everybody was just cracking up, man. Like, you're so bad. I was like, all right, was like, but you're just like so dry. Like, it's like, it's just you. And I was like, yeah, I was just answering questions. It was just asking me like this random question. I'd be like, I'd say something stupid on purpose. Like, I remember one of the questions where they had you, um, they had like a stack of pictures next to you in a chair and then they would all face down. So you just pick them up and look at the picture and then say something about the picture. And I remember one of them that we had to like cut was because it was a picture of Rihanna. So, you know, at the time I was single and, you know, so when I saw what I picked up pictures of Rihanna, and I was like, yeah, I'd probably fuck her without a condom. <laughs> <laughs> and they lost it. I'm like, why is that funny? <laughs> it, it's, a, it's funny. It's funny. But at the time, I'm like, ah. So then yeah, I picked up another one. It's like Hillary Clinton. I was like, I've actually met her before. Because I'm from Arkansas. So I'm just being factual. And I put it down. And I'm just like, wait, where is this coming from? And they're looking like, I'm from Arkansas. I'm like, they're... Anyway, and they're like, we, you know, so on the way back to the airport, like the PA is like, man, you killed it. You're going to be on this next season. You're going to be famous, blah, blah. This is smack. So I get back home. And then uh, before Ozzy even called me, you know, UAMS called me. And they were like, you didn't show up to work on Friday. Don't don't come into work on Monday. Actually, do come into work on Monday but because you, you need to turn in your laptop. OK, great. Because in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to be on the real world. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I mean, like I was going to say something that I would say uh, outside with my friends, but uh, we have a saying with something like that. Uh, like that girl that got hired at NASA. She went on there. She's like, suck my dick. I got hired by NASA. <laughs> you know, it's one of those like, fuck y'all no, yeah. on MTV, you know. Yeah. No, one of my, if I'm really mad at you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be like, suck my dick from the back. Like, that's what I said. That's, so, that's what I was thinking about. I didn't want to go that far right away. You know what I'm away. We, yeah. All right. We're going to line step this the whole way. Habitual <laughs> line stepping. Yeah. Oh, I like that reference. You ain't gonna miss your line separate Charlie Murphy? Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, so um, I get back, yeah, that inspires me. Then I'm, 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 I'm playing ball. I'm at the local rec center with my best friend, my brother, Lil Parker Johnson, playing ball. Um, it's like December 22nd. Uh, I forget the year. Um, I have my phone and my bag on the bleachers or whatever, and we just shooting around. So nobody's really there, and I hear my phone vibrating. I run over to it. I see the eight one eight area code, so I know it's being remembered. Answer the phone, and they tell me, you know, the bad news. So I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. So I'm pissed. So of course, we go straight to the bar. But they did say before they hung up with me, Aja, she said that, um, you know, we got something else in mind for you. So now I'm jobless. I started substitute teaching, getting paid $50 a day, which is terrible. <laughs> um, 
Then I get a job at Verizon uh, in tech support. And then I get an email from Bina and Murray about six months later saying, hey, we've been trying to contact you. Did your number change? Blah, blah, blah. I literally stepped out of my cubicle into the hallway, called them back immediately. I was like, what's up? They're like, you want to be on the challenge? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, be ready in September. And this was like in July when they called me. And that was it. Yeah. Now, did you watch the challenge uh Prior to going on it, it was like, because I know you said you were a fan of the real world, but I was wondering if you were a fan of the challenge as well. I, I never, I never watched a complete season, um, but I definitely, if I caught it while I was, you know, uh, scrolling, uh, just, you know, flipping the channels or whatever. Yeah, I would definitely watch it. Like I knew what it was, but um, I I'd never watched a complete season prior to that. But as soon as they called me, I definitely got online and started, you know, doing my research. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew yeah, who the players were. Yeah, I knew who the players were. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, just to kind of give you some background about me. Like I, like I, I grew up. Well, obviously, you know, I'm a couple years younger than you, but not that much. We're the same generation, really. Uh-huh. Like we were just uh-huh. talking about, but you know, like so. I watched Real World. I remember Frisco. I remember L.A. I remember New York. I was younger, but I remember them. Um, the ones that I really remember is like Chicago when they went back to New York with uh, Mike Mazzane and a couple of them. Uh, yeah, Vegas, you know, uh, the first the, Vegas, the first Vegas with Trishel yeah. and mm-hmm. and Alton and and uh, Trishel's uh, really nice. She gets a bad rap sometimes. Oh, I did. I only met her a couple times, and I think uh, she was on um Battle of the Seasons, I believe. Ye- yeah, she was. Yeah, because they yeah. did the Plus, she- Vegas team on that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah, she was she was super sweet, man. Like I see stuff that people will say about her, or whatever. But you know, my experience with her, she's been nothing but sweet. So I think she gets a really bad rap for what happened on uh, what was it Rivals Two with Anissa too. What happened with that? Because like I said, like and then they, here's here's the part of me that I want to let you know: if, if I'm not on a season, I'm not watching it. You know what that's that's actually that say that. that's a lot of people say that they, if they're not on it, why watch it, right? Uh, Unless I know I'm coming on another one, then I'll go back and do research. But nah, because you should yeah. be mad that I'm not on it. Oh. No, I, I feel you, bro. It'd be like I was gonna make a smart ass comment about Fessy. It's probably like Fessy watching the NFL. I heard his name, but I don't even know who he is. Like Ty- Tyree, me and him talk a lot. Tyree's my homeboy, man. He's so militant, though. I'm sure he'll never get cast again. But he's <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, who is this fancy? I'll, I, I, I'll squat him, deadlift him, bench. I'm like, Terry, calm down. Like, you talking about somebody you never even met in person. But anyway, y'all even know why he's mad, but go ahead. So basically, he's he's the trying to be the new CT, I guess, like the physical, like, you know, like I can beat anybody in any physical battle. There's no replacing CT. Let's throw that out there right now. Yeah, no, no replacing CT. No, you, there's never going to be a second CT. There's going to have to be a first to somebody else is what it's yeah. going to have to be. Um, yeah. But he's he's a big guy. I mean, he's like 6'6", 250, played tight end for Chattanooga, Tennessee, Division One. So, you know, and okay. he thinks, you know, every every physical elimination is a hall, bro. And so he can beat everybody at it. And it's like, bro, first of all, you forget how deep this pool of people who've been on the challenge really is. And there are some people who have played very competitive, high level sports. Like you're not the only one that's done this. You know what I mean? So because I, well, let me well, let me see. It's funny you say that because you said how big is is what Josh? He's six six, probably about two fifty to yeah. fifty to two twenty five, somewhere in there, depending on. Okay, so 
I'm five, eight and a half. Uh, when I was playing ball in college, probably this solid 175, 180, playing field corner. If that tight end is on a naked bootleg, just dragging across, and I'm filled corner because I have to sit because I don't have a receiver to my side. But you're looking back for the ball. If I jump up and crack you through your shoulder and your helmet, it don't matter how big you are. So that's the thing. And then even on top of that, you don't know what the elimination is going to be. So if it is a physical elimination, you know, now I got to play chess. Because, I mean, even on um, free agents, it's like, oh, uh, I got I, I had the only hall brawl that had a curve in it. Like, I don't know why they made it to go. Yeah, that's parabola that they had. But I'm like, what in the world? Because, I mean, if we go straight up, I can maybe do a couple of things. I know I'm not going to go through Zach. Maybe I can try to jump over him. Maybe I can stall. Maybe I can go under him. Maybe I can try to stall him out and maybe gas him out like I did tile cutthroat. You know, you maybe. never know. But with that one, when you just look around the corner, you just see a truck coming. It's not a lot you can do. That's why they go no. accident to accident. So, no. Yeah. I mean, look, like when I say, when I said no, it's like, He's just over exuberant about how great he thinks he is. And he ain't done shit yet is at the end of the day. I mean, I'm we're probably never name like that. You really, man, I miss so much. <laughs> yeah. I've heard yeah. so much about him and never even seen the guy, but it's, it's just funny to me. It's, it's interesting. You know, it's what they do. The newer cast does somewhat for a callback. You know what I mean? It's, that's how they know. They kind of look at like, oh, if I start drama with people. I'm going to get yeah. casted again kind of thing. You know what I mean? That the rivals entry into the show, but yeah. um, you know, with that being said, at the end of the day, I was like, you know, did you do something wrong? Like I thought we'd be lost. Or anything. <laughs> no, we got to just smart. like <laughs> all the time, bro. Oh, all the time. I'm used to it. immune to it. Now. <laughs> We've been together like almost 10 years. She, she only knew less here more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, we got a we got a three year old and he we had him sitting down for breakfast and he was dumber with breakfast. He was letting us know. So she went and got him some finger pains. So nice. we're going to walk back to, you know, a spotted couch probably. So <laughs> no, I'm going to say my daughter's three. So, yeah, anytime you leave her alone, she gets too quiet. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I got to go see what's going on. The dog is going to be painted. Yes. <laughs> yes. Better the dog than. The couch. the couch, yeah. I don't know because it's washable. I can wash it off the couch. Yeah, that is I'm true. Not about the dog. <laughs> you can't put the couch in the bathtub, though. Oh, that is, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, he's he's just one of those. He's a new kid, new uh, cast member. Thinks he's hot shit. He's gonna get. He's gonna run to somebody eventually. I mean, he went against Nelson in the hall brawl and had a hard time with Nelson. And okay. Nelson's a smaller guy. Yeah, we got in the conversation about Fessy a little bit, so. Got it. Like I said, we we're a little bit all over the place. We don't. Oh, stick. I don't care. I just no. I just knew who you were talking about immediately. Funny thing about Nelson is that I've gotten some really rude um, messages on Twitter um, for people thinking that I'm him because my last name is Nelson. And no. I'm like I'm like I'm not him. I haven't been on the show in years. I'm not. That's not me. But thanks anyway. Wow. You know, you're not Scuba Nelly. Nah, not Sammy. So I'm like, you know, uh, wrong, wrong guy, wrong black guy. Uh, right? <laughs> that's messed up. Yeah. Oh, and that sucks. That actually makes sense with the fandom because they mistake Corey Lay and Corey Warden all the time. All the and they're very wow. different, different people. They yeah. don't look alike at all. At all. Like, it'd be like comparing... It's not like me and Josh, where we're both bald and have a beard. You know, it, it ain't that. You know, like they look completely different, completely different. Yeah. 
That's uh, wild. Speaking of though, that beard is a one. Wanted to let you know that. Oh, thank you. Actually, I actually just trimmed it on what was that? What's today? Sunday on Thursday because it, it was about to here. Yeah, and so you know, you know, when they say um, you go through a transition, uh, you, you change your hair. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't have that option. She knows what I'm talking about. She knows. Oh, well, yeah. she she sees me do it. Like I'll go through something. I'm like, I'm gonna go trim my beard up real short and get it like close. And then I get mad. But yeah. it's just something about a haircut and a trim that just makes you feel better. Oh man, if you get a good haircut and a trim and a good shower, it's like man, fuck the world. I'm straight. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I sent a I sent a picture of this into the the BS chat. And Tony's like, oh, my God, dude, Brandon wins the beard game. (laughs) Repost, repost, repost. (laughs) Oh, we got this. We got this, bro. So I'm not quite sure where you guys left off, um, but I I wanted to ask you. So on Fresh Meat 2, when you guys went in, they kind of ran you guys through like a bunch of different like tests and um, all that. (laughs) You roll it in your eyes already. (laughs) So, um, you know, we're going to talk about fresh meat too. Oh, yeah. It we got to talk about well, fresh I meat. I want to talk about it because it was so much longer and terrifying than they edited it. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, everybody that was on fresh meat too was either supposed to be a um, cast for real world or they were supposed to be on Bad Girls Club. Because, you know, Beat and Murray does. Real World, Bad Girls Club, the Kardashians. I think they had a yeah. part in, um, Project Runway. Like they have their foot in a lot of stuff. So yeah. Um, anyway, you get the call, you get the contract, and it's like, okay, they send you the tickets and you get your boarding pass, and you're like, great. And then they fly us to Seattle. So anytime we're going anywhere on the challenge, they'll fly you to now. It's usually usually just, you know, L.A. or uh, LaGuardia or JFK or Miami. And then from there, you'll go wherever you're going. But they never tell you where you're going until they take all of your stuff. That way you can't report where you're going. But a lot of people will find out anyway because there's a lot of leaks in the production. Yeah. So anyway, they'll take your computers, they'll take your phones, they'll take all your stuff. And they'll be like, okay, here's your boarding pass. You're going to... Portugal, you're going to wherever. So first season, you know, everybody's so excited because we get to the Seattle airport and we're just meeting each other for the first time. And we're just these kids like, man, we're about to be on TV. We were fans of the show. Um, we're about to meet people who've already been on the show. Um, we're going to be going somewhere out of the country for the first time. Because, you know, the most exciting thing was, you know, we had to go get passports. I'm like, oh, how to get a passport? You know, I got a haircut that day. I'm like, I just literally had a suit on on my first passport. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so then your like, passport picture looking like you were on Men in Black. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> love it, bro. I fucking <laughs> loved it. Absolutely. So, I love it. <laughs> so we get on the plane and they're like, we're going to Vancouver. So we're thinking this is like a layover kind of thing because Seattle to Vancouver's had a long flight. Yeah. So then we're sitting in Vancouver for a while. And then they're like, we got to go on a smaller plane and fly across the water. And we're going to Whistler. They were like, okay, what the fuck is Whistler? And they're like, no, it's a yeah, beautiful resort spot. You know, there's a, as I was there, I was like, oh, fuck, I fucking Whistler. If I could afford to go back, I would. But <laughs> we get to Whistler and then they put us on a bus. And it's just, it's, it's not all, it's not the whole cast at this moment. It's just the new people. It's just me, Nor, Sandy, um, Landy, 
Car Maria, Luke. I can't remember everybody else. But anyway, we um so they they, they drive so we stop and get something to eat. Um and then we drive into this random field. It's like, you know, middle of the night. Something we're about to go straight into the house like they do on every season. We run in, there's a like grammar room and they drive into this field. It's pitch black and there's like this army tent. I bullshit you not. So you can yeah, once you I mean you've seen the season. And then we walk into these cots and I'm like, all right, they're like, Yeah, we're gonna be here. You know, we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. So you can't break fourth wall, which is basically you can't talk to production or anybody holding the camera or behind the camera. Because you have producers sitting there taking notes all the time. Everybody has headphones on. They're just listening to you the entire time. You can't talk to them. You can talk to the talent coordinator if you really, really need something. But if you do it too much, you'll get in trouble. So it's like, so what do we do? And they're like, we're filming the show. Talk. <laughs> so like, so, so the first thing I say is, can I get a beer? And no, I remember Pete, Pete was my boy. Pete was with me as well. And he was like, yeah, let's get some fucking booze in here, man. This is bullshit. Man. So that first night, we're just hanging out. Everybody's talking. Mandy licks the dirty floor. It's just gross. All right, we do oh all this God. stuff. Do you remember that? No? Yeah. yeah I never saw that. Yeah. Oh, go back and watch the first episode of Fresh Meat to Pete Dared Mandy. Or he better, like, I think it might have been like $20 or something like that, that uh, for her to lick. This is like old army tent, and we're literally sleeping on cots. And like the, the floor that they had in that army tent was. It's like this plastic blow up kind of thing or whatever that had been walked on all day and night. And even prior to us getting there, because they had to set it up. Yeah. We bet her, I don't know how much money it was. And she was like, what? It's just dirt. Looks like a six inch line out of this thing, clears it up and then just give me my money. It was like, well, if she's going to lick that, guys, we're in for a good time this season because... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's as bad as Naya drinking Zach sweat for sixty bucks or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah it was, you just had to bring that up. I think it, I think it was worse. You got to go back and watch it. I think I think if you see it, Mandy doing that, it's worse than what Naya did. It um, might be yeah. in comparison. But anyway, yeah. um, they had us there for like five days and would not speak to us. They would just wake us up bring us out of the tent, feed us three times a day, and put us back in the tent at night. We had bears running through the field that they would say, don't come out of the tent, there's a bear over here. Like, little just random stuff, and it's like, so then one morning they wake us up, like after four or five days, and they hand us these black jerseys that say MT, no, it says challenge, and it has your name on the back, and it's uh, jerseys and shorts, and then they're like, follow us, and that's when we go and do the combine. So, they have us do pull-ups. We do a 40-yard dash. And, like, it's not even, like, level field. Like, you're, like, literally running through this random place in the middle of Canada. So, you do a 40. You do pull-ups. What else do we do? Oh, we did bench press yeah. with 225. There were some people that couldn't even do the bench press because they had it at 225. I think, yeah. I, did, I, think I did six, five or six. Um, I think Vinny did the most. I'm not sure. Anyway, we do all this stuff or whatever. And then they take us back to the tent. We grab our bags and then we have to walk back over to it. And so once we walk back, production already built a little stage. And then we see Jen, Kenny, Darrell. We see all these people that are standing there. And so what they have done is they've given them our uh, stats from the combine that we did earlier that day. And they're going to jack us, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, fun fact, I don't know if anybody knows. I mean, I'm, some people do know. Uh, Janae was supposed to be 
on that panel. Caitlin ended up getting that spot because Janae, halfway through her trip on the way there, lost her passport. So they wouldn't let her they wouldn't let her into the country. So um, if I'd have got picked last, me and Janae would have been um would have been partners versus me and Caitlin being part. Yeah. So then no 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 Evelyn. I'm sorry. Evelyn replaced Janae. But oh, okay. um, so I got picked before Luke and then uh Luke didn't have anybody to pick him. They said we got somebody coming in for you. They called That's Evelyn right. in to replace John A. John A was supposed to be there. Uh, but um, between me and Luke, uh, and then the reason that Jen, because Jen said she was going to pick me, because she picked Nor, she was like, the only reason I didn't pick you is I couldn't see your body because you had on all that baggy shit. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> well, at least Jen's keeping it real. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, was like I, I can appreciate that, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, that was, um, yeah, I messed up. Well, I didn't really mess up on that one. Actually, it was a blessing in disguise by having Caitlin as a partner because she's the first transgender um, on Real World and on the challenge. Yeah. And, and also, <clears throat> with all due respect, quite possibly the worst challenge or however you want to say it in history because mm-hmm. I was excited. I tried to flip it and find a silver line. And I'm like, cause this is good. She had just gotten her surgery. And so, so of course our Kenny and Wes are like being the dicks that they are, but I love them. Yeah. Both. <laughs> you just got all that done. Right. Let me see it. She showed them. She showed everybody. I didn't look though. I didn't go and look, but she went yeah. to the room and showed her new, but on equipment. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, I am the only person on this cast that technically has two guys. So I should be, I should be okay. Cool. Right. Let's, let's flip it. Let's make it a good. No, 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 no. She, no. she was not. No, no. She was, no. Uh, Caitlin, Caitlin was ahead of her time. Uh, uh, very much ahead of her time yeah. as far as how open she was with uh, who she was. Um, oh, yeah. But she, she was made for the real world. She wasn't made for the challenge. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah, you said it. You said it correctly. And then, do you guys know um, about Evelyn? I'm always no. What happened? I'm always okay. happy here. No, I don't think we need to do it here. I'll uh, I'll talk to you about that. Oh, oh I'll, I have your number. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fine. <laughs> so we we heard um, and we can we can take this out. We heard rumor because we we know obviously that you were cast as an, an alternate for All Stars Two. I believe it was. Yeah, that was yeah, I was yeah, and um, we heard rumor that she. She had initially said yes to All Stars One, but then had to back out because they started filming right during the political like voting season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know about that part. Uh, I was uh, speaking more towards. Um, yeah, we'll talk some more after this, some more about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, yeah. I, to jump back into Fresh Me Too real quick, I do, I, I do got to say this. As much as I enjoy Kara. Car was not ready for the first that first season of the challenge. From what I saw, I mean, like that first night, not, the first, not the first couple of them. Yeah, she yeah. she wasn't. She just wasn't ready. I think I think it helped mold her to who she is now. Um, obviously, but uh, I I still the one scene that were, that always jumps out whenever I think of Fresh Me Too is right before that first elimination. She comes out to everybody partying in the living room and tries to tell them to shut up and have some respect. <laughs> And just get shitted on by the whole house. I was like, oh, girl, what are you doing? Yeah. She never yeah. came out of that bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, I remember that. Yeah, Darrell had to talk her down, man. I do remember that night. Um, but yeah, she, um, yeah. But she, she's a beast now. And she, she's a really oh, yeah. what it's worth. And um, yeah, but she's definitely coming to her own. I'm just happy that she's uh, more confident and 
I mean, there's still some insecurities. There's some insecurities in all of us, but she beat a lot of them because, you know, she had a lot against her, you know, coming up because she was, quote unquote, the weird one. But then I, I even told her, I was like, OK, you kind of buy into that. Or you play that up. Let's let's be real. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you go there on purpose. Um, you know, if you're just that, then just be that. You don't have to apologize or make excuses for it. But um, once she, you know, started you know, doing her thing. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for her, man. Like a lot of people don't agree with some of the stuff that she does and says and she does change it and flip it every now and then, but you you your own you're your own person and you can do whatever you want. Just as long as you're not, you know, disrespectful or unapologetic. I'm good on that. So yeah, she's the homie always, man. So I'm a yeah, I'm a firm believer that like, you know, lead your life how you see fit, what makes you happy, right? And as long as you're not really hurting anybody else with it. Do you? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not mad about that. And if that's who yeah. she is, yeah, I don't have to agree with everything that you do. It doesn't mean I, I love you in class. I just don't exactly. agree with this thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, now I, if I remember right, on freshman two, you guys were you and Caitlin were scheduled to go into elimination, but she basically refused to go. Like she wasn't going to do it, and you got DQ because you knew you guys weren't going to be able to do anything anyway. So you had a couple beers and said, "Fuck it," right? <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's the, um, that's the ultimate fuck it. I love it so much, man. I like, get that on a t-shirt. I wish I could get a screenshot of that because um, I uh, I gotta go back and watch that. No, because a lot of people do bring that up from time to time. But um, yeah, so um, that that challenge that we did that previous day because usually <clears throat> I don't know the schedule now, but usually I think it was like the challenge. We would do a challenge Monday and Thursday, and then eliminations would be Tuesday and Friday. So then on the weekends, they would take us out. You know, that's when you get those bar scenes or shots like that. And then that'd be like on a Saturday, recover Sunday. Um, then, you know, weather pending, we might do uh, the challenge on Monday or they might push it to, to Tuesday. So you might actually have like a whole two days to recover or, you know, just to do nothing. But um, but yeah, so that challenge, it wasn't even that hard of a challenge. And I'm not a great swimmer. Everybody, I am now, but everybody knows that I'm not. But it wasn't that long of a swim. We literally had to. And actually, I got in. They almost didn't let me do it because as we were getting into the water, I slipped because like the divers are bringing us into the water to get onto the platform. I slipped and like um, cut my shin. So I was bleeding. But I was like, it wasn't like it wasn't crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, I'm good. good. You OK? Because we can just take you. Like, I'm good, man. Just calm down. So they put us on the platform and all you have to do is jump off this platform. And I'm telling you, it's freezing and it's halfway raining and we're in Canada. It's September. It's not comfortable at all. Yeah. Jump off. the. You know, we're right next to the shore. So it's not too bad. But I mean, you know, waves are a little choppy. You jump in. I'm like, I'm just going to just kill it till I get to the platform. So all you have to do is get to this inverted platform that has you know, has these like little holes or whatever to just climb up. And then you get up to the platform on the top that's level. That's the same wins and just ring the bell. Right. So I'm thinking she's going to beat me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I probably should have smoked before we done this. <laughs> oh, me too. Actually, I got some. Actually, well, actually I did this more. But, um, but I'm like, I'm like, so I, I, my head's down. I'm just paddling, paddling, paddling. So I hit the board and I'm like, oh, sweet. So I'm thinking to look up and see that she's already on there. I look back and she's still coming. I'm like, 
okay. So I'm like halfway. So I'm like trying to, because some of the holds are built to, you know, defeat you. So I'm trying to find the ones that are going to help us out. So I'm like halfway up the thing and I'm, I'm turning around. You can even see if you watch back on the episode. Like I literally turn around, I'm laying on the, the thing, like waiting on her to get up. Like, come on. I go back down it to try to pull her up and she keeps sliding down. And so I'm just saying, are you doing this on purpose? Like, what's going on there? So yeah. I'm all the way at the top at this point. And then she slides down again and she's like, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I can't. I can't. She's like, you can. I go back down. They didn't even, they, some, of, some of the times I went back down, they didn't even make air. But I'm like trying to pull her up. Come on, come on, come on. She keeps slipping out and falling back and down into the water. So they come get her and drag her out. So just so I can finish the course, I go up and, you know, ring the bell and jump off and get back out. And they're like, oh, good job. My hair, thanks. So I'm going to the back. And so. <laughs> So I'm right. So then she's like limping around and the ambulance is coming. Wes runs over to me and is like, Brandon, do not let her get in that ambulance because I don't want her, you know, shit on you or anything. But y'all are like the weakest team here. Me and Kenny are going to take you guys to the final because we know we can beat you. But you're still going to get more money if you just get to the final. Go get in her ear right now. All right, cool. I go run over to Kaylin. I'm like, yo, 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 stop, 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 stop. I'm like, you need to calm down. You don't need to go to the hospital. Don't get in the ambulance. Just get back on the bus. Let's get to the house. We can handle that shit. We can get back to the house. No, you don't understand. You don't understand. It's just, uh, it's just it's a swelling in my whole body. It's just and that. And then the EMT is like, we might need to look at her. I'm like, no, she's okay. I'm, so we had to do our final cut before we left that challenge. So we had to all get on the podium and they say who the winner is and who's going to do the votes and all that stuff. So I literally picked her up and carried her like a baby over to the podium. We stood there. We got through the final cut and she's like, Brina, you understand I have to get in the ambulance. I'm like, well, so she didn't get on the bus. She got an ambulance. So as soon as we got back to the house, I took a shower. I put my clothes on. I drank probably, probably like a half a fifth of vodka before anybody else got ready. And I'm sitting there just playing pool by myself because I, I knew I was going home. I knew it because she wasn't even home yet. So then I told Sydney because uh, they voted. To, so she gets home. Cause, no, because Sydney, she came out the shower and she was like, yo, what are you drinking for? Like, you got to go into elimination. I was like, I'm not doing fucking elimination. My partner's at the hospital. And she was like, all right, okay, let me get ready. This, this, and that. So then we go out back to do the vote. Wes was like, I got you back, you know, but Evelyn wants to vote you guys in because y'all are pretty much dead in the water anyway. I was like, cool, because he already told me that. So once the vote happens, <laughs> Evelyn says, oh, we have able-bodied people here. We have other people here that don't want to compete. And it's not fair for the people that can, you know, possibly win or get some money or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So Brandon and that girl, because <laughs> she didn't even say anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to vote you in. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. Let's make this quick. Pull the Band-Aid off. I'm done with this shit. So I, I get back up. I go. Yeah, I go grab Sydney. I say, Sydney, what I'm going to do for you is because Caitlin, when she came back from the hospital, she came back on crutches. So that's what everyone and everybody saw. So um, I um, I grabbed Sydney. I was like, what I'm going to do is so I'm not going to forfeit it. Say I'm not going to do it or anything like that. So I'm going to get up. And then once we get to whatever the elimination is, because on that season, it was more like a just beat your competitor. It wasn't. um it wasn't a physical thing ever. It was because we never got to go see it. Like we just saw who came back to the house. Right. Like yeah. we never were there. So uh, I was like, we have to climb a mountain. We have to do a marathon. We have to do something. And I was like, 
once we start it, I'm just going to cross the start line and I'm going to find a nice patch of grass to go to sleep on. And you and CJ can see it just in case you have to revisit this. And because they got bolted in to go against us. So she was like, all right, bet. So um, so that night I get destroyed. Uh, production had to actually pack my bags for me because I was <laughs> nuts. I ran around the house butt naked. I just was like, fuck everybody. Me thinking at night to remember, fuck it. Yep. Yeah, you got to go back and watch it, man. It, it wasn't my highlight, but because it was kind of cold yeah. out there too, so I didn't put on my best presentation. But <laughs> yeah, just see how it's going now, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, the next morning comes. They literally like I can say had to dress me, but like I got dressed and everybody had to put a jacket on me and everything. And I'm like, so I go downstairs. I'm like just chugging water. I start feeling a little bit better, and I'm like. Yeah, it's probably my last day. So, uh, only thing they would like they put all of our bags in the van. All I had, all we could take was our backpack uh, on us. So I go to the refrigerator, chugging water, feeling a little bit better, and I see PBR. So I grab like four of them. I put three in my bag, and I crack the first one open, and like the can I could hear the steps coming because I'm still mic'd up at this point. I just start chugging it, and they come in, and they're like, and you know, I hear I hear one of the producers going, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like. <laughs> Like whatever, like dude, I'm not going to compete today. Like I don't understand. Like I've been mic'd up the whole time I've been here. You know I'm not doing shit today. So I kill that. They blindfold us, put us in the in the van, uh, drive us up to the mountain. Um, as soon as we get out of the van, because they didn't know it was in my backpack, I crack open enough. <laughs> like right. They didn't show. They didn't show this on the uh, on the show though. They didn't air it. But I cracked yeah. open another one as we're walking towards the. To, towards TJ, so I'm just like, throw it, off, throw it off to the side, and they're like, you guys are ready to compete? And I'm like, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. And then they're like, they're like, cut, cut. So they take TJ off, and they're talking for like 10 minutes. So I sit down, Caitlin's literally on crutches at the star line, and it's CJ and Sydney. So then they come back, they're like, speed, okay, roll. So TJ goes, you know, we want to make sure that all of our competitors are safe and this, this, and that, and because, you know, somebody chose to take an alcoholic beverage before this, you know, very extreme elimination, we're going to have to go ahead and disqualify this team. And uh, CJ and Sydney, you're the winner. So then they cut. So CJ and Sydney are mad because I told them the whole time, even on the ride up there, I'm like, I'm only doing this so y'all can see right. what this is, just in case you have to do this elimination again. But they didn't even want to let them do that because they heard me say that. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, oh. yeah. They heard so you. Now they, they were going to keep you from playing the game. Yep. Yep. So then they then they, they tried to say, oh, well, he drank before this extreme challenge or whatever. I had said from the day before, I knew how how were we going to, how are we climbing a mountain with this girl on crushes? Exactly. Yeah. And, and let's, be honest, let's be honest. Let's be honest. You drinking one or two more beers that morning after what you did the night before ain't going to make that big of a fucking difference. <laughs> but, and, and it's not like you were the night before. Yeah, you were, it's not like you were drinking vodka, you were drinking PBR. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, two hard. bars ain't going to do shit. Yeah, yeah. you could You want some ice water with it? You know what I mean? That I mean, you want me on that day versus somebody on crutches. So, yeah. Exactly, man. No, I, look, I, I've got a long, a long list of shit that I think MTV doesn't do, doesn't do right. Like, shoot it. Let me know. I will first, 
first and foremost, I mean, you know, the way MTV lets people get away with shit and not and not stand up for their castmates, like the fact that what Camilla said to you that we know publicly because it was aired on TV when she was selecting the teams. Like, even when that was aired, it wasn't fucking right. It's not like that aired 40 years ago and that was allowed to be said. That shit was like 10 years ago. They should have cut that shit it right there. Weird then. Well, see, but, but it happened twice on that same season. So what happened was when she said that, when she drafted me, mm-hmm. you can see my reaction. I just shook my head and just kind of halfway smirked and went with it. You know what I'm saying? It's my second season. I don't want to cause any waves. And I'm one of, and I, I, I'm going to be transparent, one of what, how many black people that's on this 30 person cast. Yep. I'm, I won't, I'm happy to be there, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to cause any waves. And we, me and our, my other, you know, friends that have been on this show that look like me, we talk about this all the time. So it happened again in the house. Um, Cause she literally said the N word um, more than once. Chet of all people, I don't, I don't want to say it of all people like that, but people have a perception of Chet because you know, he's Republican. He, he's supposed to be, you know, right wing. But I, Chet, he's, he's good in my book. Like we, when we have conversations, it's, it's about facts and then we can agree to disagree, but it's not like a, you know, I hate you or anything yeah. like that. She's a difference of opinion on, you know, certain topics. Um, he was one of the first people to say something. Like, whoa, 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 you don't say that. Camilla, yeah. like what? Production even pulled me to the side. They said, you're all right, you're good. And I'm like, I'm from Arkansas. I've been through a lot worse. But Arkansas still has KKK rallies at City Hall because it's their right. So it's always just a peaceful protest. There's still people that suit up in, yeah. in white jeeps. And it's just what it is. If it's not violent, then you can you have the right to do that. So... <clears throat> That I took it at that. I should have made more of a fuss about it. But um, looking back on it, but at the time I was just like, I just want to get through this. Like I'm just happy to be here, you know. But see, that's the part that I want to not be a thing, you know. You know speak your piece. Like don't you know take shit just because I have this opportunity. I don't want to mess it up. It's just like the. I mean, you can even compare it to the the, the woman that gets you know um sexually assaulted whether it be a grab or something that you say to somebody but they're in a position where they're trying to come up to where it's like don't say anything just keep your head down and keep it moving kind of thing yeah yeah so i, I mean that, i'm sorry yeah. go ahead but no that that's where i was at at that but i'm glad for my, my brother leroy when it happened again and again and again and it would happen to him and then he, you know, says something about it. And then, you know, MTV, is, I mean, he says he's been in talks with them and, you know, they got to do something about it, you know. So at least they reached out. But I mean, they shouldn't take, you know, I mean, those things are going to happen on or off camera regardless. But it shouldn't take for the opposed to come and say something to you, especially when you're making millions off of just whatever content's being put out there. Not that you're promoting this, you know, negative behavior, but it shouldn't take for somebody to say, hey, I don't feel comfortable. I feel like this over and over and over and over again. If you finally be like, and it, you know, somebody as polarizing as him, because if I would have said it, it wouldn't have, you know, I haven't been on the show and I don't know how long. Um, yeah, I do have some fans and I do have some people that support me, but um, I'm not Leroy. I don't, I don't have the, the track record that he has. But when he says it, then we get some traction. My point is, it shouldn't take that. 
you shouldn't take the fact that it's somebody that being finally saying it when it's happened a million times prior to people that you just can't make money off of, if that makes any sense. No, it makes a hundred percent sense. Um, and, and my view on it is it shouldn't even take you having to say anything. You shouldn't have to say a fucking word about it. Yeah. MTV should be smart enough. I mean, look, we give MTV a lot of credit in the, the middle to late nineties for talking and bringing a lot of subjects to the forefront that weren't uh, uh, in the forefront, whether it be same sex relationships, um, you know, racial issues, uh, mm-hmm. alcoholism, all that. I learned about that growing up through MTV, you know, kind of in, in a in a in a certain way. You know, I knew about it, but yeah. not higher not, exposure. Yeah. Higher exposure to it. MTV was on that forefront and they they made themselves look like they were on the forefront. But hearing these stories and hearing that production didn't give a shit about how you felt or the situation that it put you in or put other cast members in. And it took other cast members to say something um, for anything to be brought to light or for action to be not even action for talks to even start between Leroy and MTV is bullshit. And it's been, yeah. what, 10 plus years like this shit? Oh, more than that. More than that. I mean, of course, you know, you want the sensationalism of the like, you know, just I don't know. I don't want to say <clears throat> I don't want to say humans, but I don't even want to say, well, I was going to say Americans, but for whatever reason, like, I mean, we, we have the highest concentration for um, streams and views of reality TV. And then mainly if you want to concentrate that down, because I have looked at this, um, it's, you know, the more drama, which also equates into more negative is what is watched the most. So those big companies are going to definitely Viacom and TV, you know, you run down that list of who runs who. Um, Jim and Murray, you know, they're, I mean, they've been pretty good by me, so I don't want to, you know, throw them under the bus, but I mean, I think MTV gets the final edit. So if Dina and Murray throw them something and they're like, oh, we want to make it like this, like that. No, we don't like this. We don't like that. Or take this out or put this in. I believe that MTV ultimately is airing it. It's Dina and Murray doesn't have a, a channel that I can click on. Oh. MTV does. Yeah. So they have to clear it before and they know what they're doing. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, it does suck that it has to have you have to have somebody say something that's obvious. But, in, you know, it's like that whole blind eye thing. It's like, you know, until somebody says something, I'm just going to keep getting these ratings because this is controversial. This is dramatic. Let's go ahead. And I don't care whose morale is, you know, no, it's fine. And then when somebody says, something, OK, now we got to go and do the right thing. You should have done the right thing in the first place because that's what it was about in the beginning. So I thought. Yep. So, yeah. Look, you know, what was what was the what was the lead in on on real world? There's like seven strangers, you know, but different. Like, what was there? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, that yeah. was the whole premise. That was the whole yeah. premise for how but, this came about. And and here's my thing is is you know is I get that they're trying to make a TV show, but at the same time, you can get drama from other places than this, right? Like, this is something that doesn't have room on television nowadays, and it should have never been allowed in the first place. And that's my thing is, like, especially hearing Leroy's story, that production had to go to him and be like, are you okay? Like, you know, do you want us to, like, they shouldn't never even had to ask that. Just, she's gone. That's all there's, that's all there should have been. There's a simple answer to it, right? You eliminate that from fucking happening. And the fact that she was a repeat person that did it over and over and over tells you all you need to know, you know, yeah. and, and, and fuck that. She was drunk. Bullshit. No, no. like Leroy said, 
a drunk mind says what a sober person's thoughts are. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, drunken words are sober thoughts. So yep. Yep. it's, it's yeah, that's, that's all it is, man. And then even on top of that, it's just all about ratings. And then, you know, you want to, well, she, well, she goes up on these tangents and then they'll cut to a one-on-one with bananas and he's calling her and he, I don't know if he's the one that deemed her that, or, but she now, you know, at the time, like halfway through her couple of seasons, she's Camilla Nader. And everybody's like latching on to that. Like it's like a, a fun thing. Me in my mind, I'm like, my first thing is I need to go talk to her. Like, what is going on with you? Let's let's tackle this first. Like for these tangents you go on. Like it's concerning, you know, and you're putting yourself in danger and people around you, but we'll keep filming. That's crazy to me. So Yeah. Let's be that. What blows my mind is like you know as well as I do, you see someone like that, something's not right, you know, because normal people don't have that reaction when they drink and someone has a slight. They might get pissed off for a minute. As guys, we might get into a fist fight, but after that, it's done, really. You know what I mean? But for those kind of drawn out tangents of, let's just be honest, psychosis is what it looked like half the time. Yeah. You know, that girl should have never been on reality TV, period. She needed right. it was ne- it was never conducive for her. But see, do you, do you know how she got on? No. Okay. Yo, you know how Camilla got on? No, I don't know about Camilla's backstory. I, look, I I caught Wait, just to be straightforward. Sorry. I got into it about Rivals Three when me and her met, and so I kind of went back, and then I went back and watched it, and I caught the dirty theater, thirty thing when it happened. I looked at her, I was like, I can't stand this woman. I don't like her at all. So no, I've never never gone back I, on her. I remember Camilla okay. being from the spring break. The spring break. Yes, that's how she got on. Her first actual season of the challenge was my second season. I was on Cutthroat. She was with me and we were cool. Like, listen, at her core, because I always look for the best in everybody. Yeah. Um, I don't think she's evil to the core. I just think she's just super misled. And I'm not going to say that now. I haven't talked to her in a long time. Uh, I just think that at the time and then with the cameras and the flashing lights and, you know, this newfound fame off nothing basically because when she was on that spring break challenge that MTV happened to be at and I forget whose team she was on. I think they had like Darrell and Paula down there and somebody else and like like four people and then they had like the teams. They didn't do anything but they like picked these spring breakers and then they had to do challenges or whatever. Go back and watch that. Like it's obvious at that time. I think she, um, she had to eat like peppers or something like that and lost her mind. Now, granted, she did carry her team and won some stuff for them, but it was like this like dumbed down stuff that we would do on the challenge that was like super easy to get accomplished. But when it came to the eating thing, I think she had to eat like some hot peppers. And when I tell you DEFCON a million uh, breakdown yeah, opening out of the eyes. <laughs> we, we have that one. We can watch it. Oh, yeah. We're, I have we're watching season. that today. I'm going to have to see yeah. that. I have that scene. And, and then everybody was so like confused when she shows up on Cut Growth because they were like, what challenge were you on or what rule yeah. were you on or whatever? And they're like, no, she was on this spring break thing. And I yeah. was like, but then she did show up and she was kicking ass, you know what I'm saying? But but she came in, you know, like a ball of fire, like she just owned the shit. You know, it's just her, her it's just how she is, you know. But um, ultimately, I don't think she's 100 percent bad. I think she's just really misinformed and like you know, she just doesn't or didn't know. Maybe she knows now because, like I said, I, I haven't talked to her in a while. But uh, right. 
yeah, I think I think she's all right, man. Like, you know, she just said some stupid stuff at the most inopportune time. And, you know, she has to live with it. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, exactly. I don't know her, obviously, on a personal level at any means. Um, I can only go off what we've seen on TV. And I think it's just best that she's not on TV anymore, you yeah. know, and she handles her life however she needs to handle her life, you know. And that's kind of, I think, going to be the best bet for her. Um, one thing I want to talk about, though, because we were was talking to Talik and he was telling us he was watching Cutthroat. And I think I told you, like, I started it like about a week ago. I got through one episode and I was like, all right, now I got to start going through it because Talik's talking about it. And we're about to talk to Brandon. I was like, I got to get through some of this. Bro, I think one of my favorite parts of that season, though, is when Katie was losing her goddamn mind and you were sitting there fucking walking around like she was like your own version of a Johnny backpack, you know, bananas backpack. You're just fucking carrying her around, bro. She's just kicking everywhere. (laughs) Scaring her out. Oh, my God. It's so cool to you that you're still friends, though. Yeah, we haven't talked in a while. Um, she, man, I love Katie Death to this day. Um, but we haven't talked in a while. You know, a lot has changed. You know, yeah, I got married. Uh, she got married. Nobody ever thought either one of us would have. Um, but right. um, from what I understand, she's uh, she's doing you know really well. Uh, she did. She did all stars one, right? Yeah, she did also one. She did okay. two. Yeah, she did yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we um. We t- actually we did talk before I went on site for two. I did I just didn't get picked up because I was an alternate. But um we talked for a second. She was like, Oh, he's talking to me because uh you got Cassie and I was like, Phone goes both ways, asshole. So that's just how we said Yeah, no, but she's uh man, she's great and I'm glad that she's, you know, you know, doing okay. But um yeah, I do remember that night because like everybody <clears throat> kind of treats her like, you know, She's just here for the check. Uh, she really can't do anything. And all she is is you know, a mouth. Man, you know, she's just here for the entertainment. Nah, man, Katie's active. She can get some shit done. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Half the game is a political game. So if she can get in your head in the house and you lose that way, she can, you can get somebody voted in and you you avoid elimination without winning a challenge. You know, why would you not play the game that way? So I'm not mad at all. But I do hate the fact that some people that do the same thing want to pick on her or they pick on easy or they pick on, you know, whoever. And it's like, man, if you could do the same thing and get away with it, you would. And you usually do, but it's just because of how you do it. It's not it's, it's not displayed as much because, you know, Katie's small, because he's, you know, bigger guys, so they want to go after them. So, yeah. like, that night, me and Katie had millions of talks, and then, um, you know, I, I remember that night when we were on Cutthroat, and she was, I was like, dude, you can't go home. Like, you, like, you're the homie. Like, you don't. Or, you know, you can't mess around and get yourself sent home. So, I just had to get her out of there and yeah. and then you know after yeah we were, we were cool like, we still are cool we just haven't talked but, uh, but yeah, yeah she'll always she'll always be good with me well if we ever get her on man I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you up right away with her too right I'm gonna I bring up that situation bro one of my favorite moments with Katie though is first of all I would be missing this look I not everybody on the show is going to be Emily Schramm right like not everybody's gonna be you know, like the most badass physical competitor. Some people are on that show because of the entertainment value they bring. Mm-hmm. And there's so, but, and Katie, Katie is super entertaining and one of my favorite players to watch. 
But the thing I respect most is she'll still try anything. Yeah. She's not going to just bow out. Like watching Cutthroat where she fucking fucked up her face. For she school. was so scared. She was jumped. so scared. But you know what she did? She, she fucking jumped. did it. She didn't pull a bitch ass move like Siobhan did and freak out and not do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was funny too. You know, Katie, she, um, yeah, she'll, she'll try anything once. Yeah. But when yeah. she knows that she doesn't like it, she will tell you no afterwards. <laughs> so, <that's, laughs> So like if she does it like a, she does another challenge or does something else that's similar or it's the same thing and it's like she's like nope because uh, I almost died on the last one I did it but I'm not yeah. doing this time um, so I will definitely give her credit for that but yeah with Siobhan um, yeah and like I'm like I'm I think Siobhan hit me I think she hit me when uh whenever Mark got everything cleared for um All Stars one. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course, you know, once that starts happening, everybody starts reaching out to everybody. Did you get a call? Did you get a you email me, man? All that stuff. Um, but um, Siobhan, I remember yelling at her on Cutthroat, like, because <laughs> uh, uh, I was like, don't do it, don't do it, because we wanted her to, to quit because <laughs> they oh, yeah. ended up winning that day. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, she, um, you know, she, she's, she's just there for. The, the screen like she's out there to compete I mean oh, yeah. let's just keep it real yeah and I, and I like she I have nothing against her but she's just there to be on TV so yeah absolutely so one thing I did, last thing I'm going to ask about or at least myself about Cutthroat <laughs> because you were one of the people there was that scene in the jacuzzi with Big Easy Whoa. and Laurel yeah, <laughs> yeah. so from the edit, man, Laurel, Laurel looks like she just fucking comes out of nowhere and just rips easy. But there's been talk that like there's a lot more to that story between easy and Laurel than meets the eye. And I was just wondering, like, from your perspective on it. Yeah, from what I can remember, because now this is a decade ago now. Yeah, but, yeah, it's yeah. a long time. I know I'm asking shit to happen. You know, there was probably some drinks happening, too. You know what I mean? Oh, no, everybody in that jacuzzi was. was yeah. I, so... I remember prior to us going out, <clears throat> going out in the backyard to the jacuzzi. I don't know what happened that day. I don't think we had a challenge that day. Maybe we did. I don't know. Actually, I don't think we did. But we ate. Everybody was hanging out. And it was like, all right, let's go out back. I think, and this, I've heard this. I don't know this for a fact, but I've heard that he tried to, you know, maybe flirt with her, maybe say something, but nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? And then that got shot down. So then um, we're all out and we're all out back. It was me, Tyler, Paula, Emily, um, Laurel, of course. And then people are just kind of in and out. So, you know, I'm just sitting there and then um, an easy comes out. And all I hear is, oh, here comes purple shirt from Laurel. And I'm like, what? Because I'm like half drunk at this point. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So I'm looking back. He's coming out. He wasn't saying anything. Like he was just coming out to just be part of the vibe because everybody that was having fun was out back. Yeah. And then, yeah, it, 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 it kind of was unprovoked because she was like, what do you want to see? What are you trying to look at? Like, and he was like, what are you talking about? Like, and of course he's defending himself um, like, as he should, but he wasn't like going back at her. Cause like me, okay. I'm like, all right, you want to throw darts? I'm throwing grenades. So, it's yeah. <laughs> so, if you throw something at me, I'm going to come back just to shut it all the way down right now. But yeah. he was like on some like, no, I'm not. What are you talking about? Like, you know, whatever, you're drunk. Leave it alone kind of stuff. And she kept going. 
And then uh, I even grabbed her and was sitting right behind him. Well, just, no, no, no. He did. And then she gets the top of the matter size. He ain't this. And like, it was, it was just, a, it, it didn't look good. Uh, it wasn't good. Cause that's why everybody was kind of like, but it's like, what do you do at that moment? You know, because yeah. it's like, I, you know, I was like, yo, you need to stop. I even said that. that yeah, you called her out. You were yeah. like, you were like Laurel. <laughs> yeah, I like, but no, but that, there's another part that they didn't air. Oh, I'm I, sure I, there was. I more. grabbed her shoulder and turned her around, like, yo, what is it? I was like, you just going there? Yeah, yeah. like yeah, that little part wasn't shown because that was after I was like Laurel, chill. Like yeah. that's the only part that aired. Um, but I'm like, yo. Um, but then you know, afterwards, you know, she apologized. I don't. You know, I still don't think to this day that you know he's taking it a hundred percent. But um, but yeah, that was that wasn't that wasn't the best moment, and I don't know where it came from because I don't know how it originated. I just know that I did hear that prior to anything coming out that there might have been some kind of exchange where it sparked the flame that led out to when she saw him. Like, oh look, look who's here! So right. I didn't know anything that happened prior to that. I just know what happened. Um, when I was sitting there. And like, you know, I got love for Lord, I got love for Easy too, but in what I experienced right there, um, she was wrong. And she she apologized. So Oh yeah. She I'm sorry, I was gonna say it, it, from what she was saying, it didn't seem like it was just she decided to talk shit in that moment because she went zero to a hundred real quick. Real quick. You know, and like I said, I don't know what happened prior. So. Yeah. It's it's wild though, but I mean, bro, yeah. your facial expressions during that whole thing were fucking gold. <laughs> bro, you, you were just saying that. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, because, because I know easy, and I'm like, I didn't know if he was gonna light her up because he had a too. So yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I was like, oh man, Lord, do you want this right now, or are you gonna keep going, or what's gonna happen? And, but he, he did it the right way, man. He, he did it as a gentleman. He's, he's not going to disrespect no women or nothing like that, which, you know. And that's another thing, too. Like, well, no, nah, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've caught a couple things of easy outside of the challenge where he's talking. You can tell just the way he puts his sentences together. You're like, OK, there's he's he's slick. You can tell something's going on. There, you know, no, he, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, nah, he can get you if he needs to, you know, it'll make you pause every now and then. We're we'll both kind of in the same reach, but we can slide some stuff in there. But, you know, no, actually, you know what? What I was going to say is with, and, you know, no offense to it, I mean, women, they take full advantage of being able to say whatever they want to sometimes. And I, the thing about it is I love it because I'm going to walk away. Because I'd rather walk away and then you think about what you just said and then now we got to talk about it later and now it's a different conversation. <laughs> like, yo, my bad, I was kind of wild. I was like, yeah, you said that in front of my mama. <laughs> <Man. laughs> That's My mama's going to watch this. No, exactly. Like, you know, if you really did that, mom's would be upside the head. But now nah, he handled it the right way. But um, but yeah, he could have let her out. I mean, in private talks, you know, he might have, you know, I will not confirm or deny, but, you know, it just wasn't the time and the place. And as men, you know, we got to hold a standard to ourselves and to, you know, our, our women to, um, you know, keep it there and just know what it is and pick your battles, man. Do you want to be right and do you want to be happy? Right, so, right. Yeah, that's, a, that's a lesson that you got to learn. You know, I learned in marriage, right? Like being right and being happy are like the same thing, right? They are not. <laughs> you know, they are not. 
we actually had this conversation because we were watching this last season. You probably didn't see it with Devin and he got into it with one of the girls on the show. And she's like, just, just apologize. That's all you have to do. Just apologize. And he wouldn't do it. And I was like, bro, that's how you know he's not married because any married man been like, I'm sorry, real quick. Just ended it right there. I'm sorry. It was my fault. Yep. I mean, I mean, there's a threshold, but like the little stuff that you know is not going to be thought about the next hour or even the next day. Okay. My bad. That's just me being me. Yeah. I'm going to still need anything. Okay, cool. I'll be right back. So my website is not therapy. Yeah. Yeah. You want some, you want some chicken nuggets or some French fries? I got you. I got you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Starbucks and chocolate every time. Yeah. My go-to is, you know, you know, you married an idiot and I'm sorry about that. And sometimes I say some stupid shit, but you're right. And then about 65% of the time it works. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Probably 63, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't, that, up, yeah. isn't that why Karina told me never to listen to you about relationship advice? Exactly, yeah. bro. Because when you were fine with your wife, I told you to go around and screw all the lids on every jar really tight so she had to come talk to you. Yeah, no, so, don't do that. Yeah, that's a horrible no, idea. What you do is you go to the breaker because they never know where it is anyway. You just flip everything off and they think that you can pay electricity bill. It's like, no, just go turn that shit back on and you should know how to do it. You need me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're trying to get my ass whooped over here. What's happening? <laughs> okay, she knows the trick now. So when it happens, yeah. she's gonna go do it, and you're gonna be fucked. But yeah. I, I know it. Damn you, Brandon. I mean, pity is as pity does. Yeah. So, oh my god. Um, guys, I hate to do this. I have to take a restroom break real quick. I don't know if that's anything else wants to. Okay, so I'll be back here. Just she's been leaving out of here the whole time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I might step outside in the garage for a half second too. Oh, so. oh, oh, oh yeah, I know what you're doing. I got you. Yeah. I mean, too. We all know what you're doing. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Everybody <laughs> always wants to take a five minute break. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I'm here. All right, guys, I'll grab it. Okay. All right. Now that um, now that he's gone, right? Well, I haven't heard three in a while. Right? Now that Well, you know, I'm I'm more like. Um, if you watch Howard Stern, I'm more like Robin to their Howard Stern. I'm okay. here for the little, you know, comedy relief. I'll bring in some facts every once in a while. But that's, I know my role. They're really freaking amazing at this. They feed off of each other. Let me ask you a question. How much do those mics cost? And do they just go into your computer? Is it just a USB? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, this one was like 65. The one that I'm using here, this one I want to say was like 150 or so. We got off of Amazon. Yeah. It, um, But we have a little bit different of a setup. We actually have um, a kind of like a converter so that we can have two different audio um, microphones hooked up at the same time, Rick and I. And then yeah. it just kind of goes into this converter box, which then plugs into our computer. But we use... Um, XLR cords. Um, it's just okay. like gives you a little bit better quality for like the yeah, really, really, connection. The, yeah. I was going to say the quality is great. And I was like, because I'm just on my AirPods and my phone, but um, I've been looking into, you know, getting a little bit more well versed in having these conversations with better qualities. So um, I just didn't know. It, it looks very expensive, but it doesn't <laughs> seem to be. Yeah, no, they're actually not bad. Um, you know, it just kind of depends. Like, it's just kind of more fun for us. So we didn't want to like go crazy and buy like, you know, five, six, seven hundred dollar microphones, which, you know, they have. But, do, yeah. but like this one that I have was like, I think like one fifty. Um, the one Rick has, I think, was a little bit less. I think that one was like eighty or ninety. Um, you know, and then we had another one that we used for a while that was like a thirty or forty dollar microphone, which was pretty good too. Um, we've just kind of okay. kept upgrading, but 
Yeah, they've got they've got good quality ones for not too crazy of a price. So that's always nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I've been meaning to ask some other people that I've you know done a couple of streams with, and um, mm-hmm. once I get on, everybody's like headphone and mic'd up, and I'm like, I got AirPods and a phone, or I'm on my, my laptop, and I'm like, wait a minute, right, I right, like, yeah. Do I sound okay? And they're like, I'm in studios before we have to do it. But I was like, well, it's not too much. I mean, I. I can do it because I actually used to do it. Like after like my first or second season, I had my own website. It was um what was it, what was it called? It was um uh, real talk with Brandon dot com. Oh wow! I would I would um there's a studio I would go a small studio in Vegas that I would go to because they were fans and they just let me use it. And I would go and um patch in people whether it be audio or audio and video, and um we would just talk about the previous episode um and or you know because when Leroy first moved here, me and him are roommates, but he's since you know moved uh to Houston. Him and Cam got a baby on the way, which I'm excited about because man. When I tell you, when me and Leroy lived together out here in Vegas, <laughs> man, we're looking to be alive. Like, seriously. <laughs> There's a couple of nights where we was in some stuff. <laughs> and, um, and then not even just that, just, you know, um, not, not, not even like doing anything, you know, too crazy or girls or nothing like that, but. The casinos are gambling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. No, you. Bro, I told you I lived in Vegas, right? You know? Yeah. 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 I lived there from when I was young, like middle school. And then I moved around a little bit. My mom was kind of transient. She worked for casinos. So we would go from place to place where she worked. But I was in Vegas from like high school through my early 20s. And being 19, 20, 21, 22 in Vegas is not a recipe for success. No. I'm just going to put that out there for anyone. It's, I shouldn't be here. Just like you said, you know, and people forget that there's like, there's kind of like a grimy side of Vegas that nobody talks about. It's super grimy. Everybody thinks it's the strip, but you go a block in either direction and oh yeah, it's not like, if you get past Charleston, you get too far north or if you Go too far east. It's yeah. It, oh yeah. Even going what probably industrial to probably Decatur on the west side ain't that great either. Oh, you know no. what I mean? It's actually, it's gotten better. Well, the crazy it, thing is, they've gotten a lot better. Downtown is like they have the arts district. They have it. It's nice. Like it's family oriented. People are walking around, walking dogs and stuff. And I'm like. Wait a minute. This Bro, wasn't Fremont. like this when I first moved here. Because Fremont was like, you're like, don't go, don't, don't, don't. You don't go don't leave Fremont Street. If you got to get off Fremont Street, you go directly into a casino, into a parking garage. You don't yeah. walk off Fremont. Yeah. <laughs> now it's food trucks, art displays. It is, it's, it's where you go now. It's the place to go if you don't want to spend all your money on the strip. It's crazy how the dynamic has changed from uh, when I first moved here ten years ago to now. Like it is, it's, and they have all these, um, all these. I forget uh, the the cop camp or whatever. They have them all everywhere. So like it's yeah, it's pretty secure, pretty cool. Not a lot going on down there, man. The east side is still terrible. North side, so, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. I know the north. Once you go far north, you're fine. But, yeah, see, when I was there, um, they were they saw the baseball team up in North Vegas or like right outside of downtown. What was it the Fifty Ones or whatever? Yeah, this, I forget the name of the team now. They got a new ballpark. But yeah. yeah, I heard they went out to like Summerlin or whatever. Summerlin, to, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. So when I was there, they were uh, they were just building like the second tower for the Venetian and the win. So it's been a minute. It was like 2008, 2009. So, yeah, North North Las Vegas was still super grimy back then. I mean, you know, it it was fun, though. Fuck it, man. It was fun. I wouldn't change for anything. You know what I mean? When I first moved there, I had some good times. I got out of a lot of little little trouble, but, you know. It, it, it worked out. That's another conversation we can have off camera. <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll we'll do some more on that. Yeah, but uh um I I actually had a question um before we yeah. we move on away from um away from cutthroat. Because now this kind of again goes to like the the whole editing thing and you know, like MTV kind of it is splitting up stories and like this is one that never really made a whole lot of sense to me. So I wanna know what really happened. And that's the uh, the start of yours and Ty's like rivalry, that whole weird interaction um, on Cutthroat when he just like all of a sudden like freak. I don't even understand what happened. Like what even I, I don't get it. I, was, I just and I watched it again last night and then again this morning and I still don't understand what happened. <laughs> like so, it's um. So I forget, what was it like the fifth episode? So maybe the fourth episode? Yeah, it was like fourth or fifth episode, something like that. <clears throat> so you got to realize that we, at that point, what do we have? Like twenty-four people. Yeah, something like Still? that. Yeah, so we started off with thirty um, in one house, which is why I think that they haven't done another concept like that. But I also think that that was probably one of the best concepts. Like Cutthroat was probably one of the best ones, especially when you do that blind boat. I really like that you know so but anyway oh yeah um prior to that whole little blow up you know there would be just little bullshit back and forth between me and him if we would be out or if we'd be you know in the backyard working out or just whatever and i'd be like you know you know you just you just trying to put on tv man you ain't about you ain't ain't about this money you ain't trying to really win like like just little stuff just messing with him and so and then he was, he was a lightweight too. Cause like he wouldn't really eat. Like he really just was trying to look good TV. I mean, and uh, granted, granted he did. He cut up, just eight pot, you know, he out here. So like, all right, cool. Um, I'm saying, I'm not worried about you because you can be <laughs> that big. Cause like, I think, I think what is he like? Six, one, six, two, something like that. I was like, but if I can bench you at the time, I was probably, I think my max was like 285, something like that. And you know, for a little guy, you know, that's like, yeah, that's immersive. Um, yeah. You know, so I, so I was like, all right, you know, yeah, I might not look it, but I can do it. So that was the thing. That I always held on to, and then I think my um my squat was like three fifteen in my max. So I was like, all right, you know, he might look bigger than me. He might look, you know, better than me, but he keeps on with this, you know, this is that, and that's all he's worried about. So I know I got him. And then plus, like his mental was just off. I know he get into that. <laughs> so I would just mess with him a little bit, but I never had anything against him. Against him. But I did want to get him. I knew eventually we'd have to because people kept pitting each other, uh, pitting mess against each other, and um. So when it came down to it, and folks were like, man, you got to go, you got to go stop it. Okay. So then <laughs> what I'm doing, um, they didn't show this either. Like, I, I talked shit to him as he was going to the ambulance. Like, yeah, like I, was, <laughs> I, was the so I, was, I was right there. And I'm like, oh, they got to help you out. You need some, need some more water. You good? <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, if you watch back that episode, I gave him a water. I was like, get him some water. Get him some water. 
I was being very dry and sarcastic. If you watch that episode back at the end of it, I'm like, no, no, you need some, you need some water. But I was, I was being an asshole. I wasn't being helpful at all. Like I right. was really, yeah. So, um, but because of that little fight that me and him got into when Luke was standing right there, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't even know where that came from either. Because like, I know what it was. I think I laughed about something, and then he said something to me like, "You can get it too," and I'm like, "Get what too? Like what? Get what? He was yeah, like." So as soon as he said that, I was I was on. I was like, man, I don't want to participate. <laughs> I'm allowed. I'm sorry. I was like, I don't want to participate in this. Um, uh, like, you know, participate in what? I was like, participate in fucking you up. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, in this fuck around and find out is what you're about to participate yeah. in. You know, because, yeah, because it was originally between him and Luke. Right. So. They, um, you know, so anyway, and then Johnny comes out and makes it a bigger thing. Oh, of course. Yeah. I'm like, all right, you know, so then it got, but then, you know, as the universe saw fit, me and Ty got to go into elimination and I went back to the house and he didn't. Yep. So, um, so then on that next one though, they just built it, uh, just to have, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I think it was built just to have two likable articulate good looking um acceptable black people on rivals too because they already had that theme in mind and they needed to find some people to put against each other because i mean outside of that one incident we didn't have a rivalry right mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So leave that in the edit but I'm, I'm i believe that's what it was and i'm not mad at it because i got another check i got to keep back on tv i got to compete me and him actually you know had a good a good go at it on that now going into rivals yeah am, yeah man had i been in better shape because i'd never climbed a rope in my life you know being black i'm really you know ropes and black i'm best living I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. But no, but no, but I, I never ever had had to do the rope climb. Rope climb. Um, I, I'd never done it before. Um, but I'm thinking I'm going against Kenny and Liz. Ties in good shape. I've never done this before. I'm like, I was just so scared. My adrenaline was pumping. That's why I got up and I beat everybody on the first one. Yeah. And I'm looking over because I, I, my, my mistake was once I hit the bell and I'm up there because Kenny never got up and it was tired West on the other side. I hit the bell and I'm hanging there, but I'm wasting energy and I'm not thinking about it because I'm trying to see what ties. Yeah. But once I see him get beat, then I drop. And then once I hit the water, I got to get out of the water. I'm soaked. And I'm just like, damn it. Like, you know, so that yeah. like, but we misunderstood. Everybody misunderstood the rules. Like, it has to be both people to win on one team versus the so one and one wins have to go again. We never knew that that was it. So yeah, Wes was just in better shape than me uh, that day. But uh, that would have like that. That's one thing I do still think about. Which you know, some of my good friends and family would tell me like, dude, stop hanging on to that. Like, how long ago was that? I was like, I could have beat Kenny and Wes by myself. Which uh, I did. You, you did. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I was gonna say exactly. <laughs> happened so um here just to jump in josh i know you gotta run so i wanted to let you say your oh no i i got a couple minutes and you know okay. talked when, when when you stepped away and you know most of my questions were going to be about cutthroat and you know the drunken incident on fresh meat so yeah let me know man like, this market at? No, no, no. come on i got all day i have nothing to do today and i'm not watching the super bowl because dallas <laughs> is playing so let me know what's up uh, oh well i got a message 
I'm getting messages that you have something to do today. From oh no, yeah, Leek told me to hit him up at four thirty if I could, but he he sprung out on me at the last minute. So I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll probably I'll probably do that. But I'm at Mac I ain't got to move at this chair. Hey, right, 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 right. You know, he's just like, hey, are you still talking to him? Remind him I'm his biggest fan. Wow, man, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah, I like Leek. So I like Leek. He's cool. No, it's just I um. I have the whole Super Bowl thing going. Me and me and my son are, you know, going to prepare some food and stuff for for the rest of the family. I'm not leaving the house either. My the little one that jumped on my lap a minute ago, she uh, she uh, was positive for COVID, so she's been stuck in the house. She's going crazy. She's like, she's like, Dad, Dad, how much longer? I was like, Give me like ten more minutes. I know I said noon, so <laughs> sweet girl. But you know, I'm. I'm a big fan. I jumped on and talked with you guys um, very quickly when you were talking to Talit. Um, I watched that live, um, listening to your to your story and um, what you had to go through um, on the challenge. And um, you know, when when you watch that and you watch other people let out their emotions, and that's like the perfect place to do it. Um, you just can't help feel what they're feeling at that time. And again, I'm an emotional guy, so I'm sitting there watching. Me too. Something I watched on TV tell his story and, and crying. I'm like, why am I crying? Danny, Brandon, I was not trying to this tonight, but you know, I, I, I felt every word that you, what you said about that live. And, um, Talik's asked me to come on. Cause I, you know, I have, I have a background too. And, um, you know, we're men We're you know, every, I, I grew up with the whole year chambers, you know, it's the whole about the last name. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got some tension <laughs> to, to to let go of it as well and so one of these times you're going to see me on on a live with him um but i i just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for doing that um you know seeing you seeing marlon seeing paulie uh reach out and let your emotions be shown to everybody i appreciate it because it gives other people the the thought process of how to do it what needs to be done and let the process begin so thank you very much you know what man um Thanks goes back to you as well. I can't thank you enough for even uh, realizing it and seeing how it is. And you know how hard it is for, you know, men in general, but then like, you know, for people in certain positions, like you don't want to compromise that because, you know, you want to hold a certain, you know, prestige or this, this and that. But like I said, from the top, like I'm super transparent, man. And then like for anybody, whether it's one person or two people, I appreciate, you know, um, any connection that you get or something that makes, you know, your day better by what I'm saying and then by you even saying that, you know, I get it. And I'm just, you know, I'm just happy that, you know, we can, we have this platform to, you know, even talk and just get it out because a lot of the times people have too much pride in the way and they just don't want to talk about it no matter where it's, oh, well, I'm on TV, so I can't talk about my real feelings. That's bullshit. Or... I make all the money. I pay all these bills. I mean, I'm checking off all these boxes, so I shouldn't have anything to complain about. That's also bullshit. Or I'm a man. I have to take care of these things. And this is mad. I'm not appreciated in this scenario, but I still got to do it because I know this was expected of me. That's also bullshit. We can we can have these conversations and um, and just get it out. And I think that makes the rest of our day a little bit better. That makes when we wake up the next day that you know somebody else is you know going through the same thing and is trying to you know is trying to get better. That's um, I appreciate it. I really do. I really do. I think the subject of men's mental health has still got such a stigma because of 
you know, the lessons that we were taught growing up, which was, you know, yes. keep your yeah. chin up, you know, suck your lip in. Don't, you know, don't show an emotion. Don't show weakness. Don't be vulnerable because that shows weakness. And, uh-huh. and I think that's something that goes across cultures. I mean, I think certain cultures have to deal with it in their own ways and in certain ways it's more difficult and in other ways it's not. But regardless, it's a male thing that you don't show weakness that you have to be the one that's always got your chin up. You got to provide for your family. You can't, can't let anybody know that you have a weakness, you know, and you know, I, she deals with it with me because, you know, there's moments where, you know, I'll have that transparency and I'll let it all out. And then there's other times where I'm like, no, I can't because I got to be the rock for the fam too, you know? So it's the only way we're going to break that stigma though, is having those conversations and being open and transparent about it. Yeah. And in all fairness, to go back to the uh, the whole voicemail thing that Rick has is I knew he was having a bad day and I knew he wasn't going to answer the phone. And the reason yep. he hasn't listened to the voicemail is because, you know, he doesn't want to get those feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm suppressing. Well, I'm suppressing. Always. But, no, but that, that's what it is. I knew, I, I, I knew my brother needed needed a phone call, but at the same time, I knew he was just like, I'll listen to this one when I'm ready. Yeah, I think the one thing, I mean, at least just for me, um, with the consistency of having those conversations versus not, um, it will alleviate the part where we unload because if I'm hearing you correctly and hearing him correctly, you know, there are those times you hold back to where you really want to say something. You really want to say how you feel about something, but you don't because it's like, is this that big of a deal? Let's just leave this alone. Or just even back to this point where it's like, you know, just say sorry and keep it moving. But I mean, if it's something that, you know, does affect you, you need to be able just to say it, but in the right way. Uh, but when those little things pile up and pile up, you're basically just loading the click. And then there can be something really big that pushes all those little things out too on the big thing that needed to be talked about anyway. And then when that happens, it's not even a conversation anymore. It's just, this is how I feel. 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 And that can't be received that well either. So a conversation is not going to be had. So then she or he might feel like they're being attacked or whatever when, you know, just things were dismissed or omitted when we should have addressed them at that time. But as men, we try to avoid conflict, just, you know, but we still retain it. So if if we're really over it, let's just be over it. But at the same time, we still need to have that opportunity to let it out. Yeah, no, that's hundred percent right. I mean, because, and I notice it, um, you know, the more I hold stuff in, I don't communicate about it. It's exactly what you said. It's just loading that clip one more. And eventually Something's going to happen and that trigger is going to get pulled and it's going to be messy. Yeah. All it's, yeah. And it's not going to be good and nothing productive ever comes from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think it's also very pivotal that it doesn't make anyone less of a man to be vulnerable and to talk about how they're feeling about something. You know what I mean? It doesn't make you any less of a man to, uh, you know, to, to display emotion. Right. And I think there's a big stigma against that as well. As far as just displaying emotion or being upset or being sad or anything like that, you know, so that's a whole nother conversation. We'd say here for three hours talking about that shit right there. (laughs) Four days, 40 days, 40 nights, you know what I mean? But, um, so a couple questions I wanted to ask and and we make sure we ask everybody on this first and foremost, of course. Uh, I, I know you would do all stars because, you know, you were alternate on it. And you've agreed to it. If they asked you to do the flagship again, would you do it? Yeah. 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 I would. I would definitely have to get back in the gym. I said, um, 
But um, because, you know, you got these guys. I mean, I, I haven't, like I said, if I'm not on the show, I don't really watch it. I mean, if I'm flipping and I see it, if it's on, I might watch it into, into a commercial. And then if I change the channel, I won't remember to go back to it. Um, but uh, no knock on them. I mean, you know, get your money. <clears throat> but um, yeah. I, I would definitely, uh, I would definitely go back. Yeah, I ain't scared of that. I love it. Throw that to the half. Man, I would love to see you back on there. I think you'd, you could do well on there. Uh, second question I had uh, with that is, um, let's say you're getting ready to go into an elimination, which you're familiar with. Uh, let's say it's a physical elimination and you have one song that you need to hype you up to get you going. What's that song? You're not going to believe me, um, but this was a song that I listened to before I went into games and people thinking I'm crazy, but it's Dangerously in Love by Beyonce. Oh, shit. <laughs> not playing. I like to be calm. I like to, I like to be calm and fluid. Um, no, it makes sense. I, I mean, the calm and fluid part. Because, like, like, you know, the, the harps come there and she leaves off with it. Oh, I'm in love with you. You set me free. Yes. That's that's my yeah. It just gets me into and then I'm just yeah. So. I dig it. I dig it. All right. So here I got to ask you something. If you had to choose between listening to music that was happy or listening to sad music, you know, the sh- bad shit that's happened to people. Which one do you think uh, you lean more towards? Oh man, it's kind of tough, you know, especially with what I'm going through right now. But probably happy, but I also associate happy with aggressive. So if you think DMX is happy, then yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> I think DMX falls into his own genre and that's like, that's yeah. speaking to like my teenage years heavily right there. Dude, like one of these, you know, like, the, uh, what's the name of this? But he's like, uh, what do you say? Locks up the cage, gauge with the buck shot. No, like he, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, that's my guy. That's my guy. Get it back up one second. So hold on one second. Yeah. This, this is your song. Yeah. I, like I just want to make sure I had the right one. Yeah. This is, this gets me. Yeah, I love it, bro. I dig it. Dude, that gets me in my mind. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to flow through this. And anybody in front of me getting ran through, I guess. Yeah. It's it's kind of flow. I, 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 I it, it just it just does this. And that's all I'm going to do. I just want to get from A to B. And I'm good. Yeah. And it makes sense. So like, we got a clip him singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll save that one. Uh, I was That's gonna going say, on the ground. It's uh, I'm there. It makes sense, though, because you know a lot of people. You know, they think like, especially with contact sports like football, like you have to be a hundred percent all all the time. You got to be a hundred percent angry, and you don't play well when you're that way. If you're calm and cool and collected, uh, you typically play better that way. And yeah. you know, just it's all play about timing. Like I'm always looking at eyes and hips. So. Yeah, it's it, it's all about timing. So it's like and it slows it down for you too. Because we're going one hundred percent. You see them people that get shook out their cleats. Them the people that are just going a thousand and just trying to. I know he's gonna be here, and they stop on a dime and cut back on you. Now you on the sidelines, and they still running down the field. If you just get into your flow before, because you know they're gonna do this anyway, you can go with them. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I like to listen to music that's more calming before I get into some some real stuff. There you go. Keep level headed. So, all right. Another question I had is: Let's say there's a new challenge, right? 
and it's going to be teams of four and you got to pick one other guy as a partner and then you got to pick two women as a partner who are you picking oh man <laughs> i've heard this one before but a lot not a long time Ooh, is there one guy and two girls yes so i'm gonna put i'm gonna put five guys up and i'm gonna take more but i just want to mention their name just because i don't want them to feel bad i'm gonna i'm gonna give you an opportunity to do a mount rushmore later if that helps us uh that that never happened with me nobody's better than anybody i mean if you want to talk about money then we can do that but i don't i did you don't anybody, need to know anybody can get beat on any day but i will say who i who i right. Admire, but I'm I'm not gonna nobody nah, hell no. Okay. Uh, but as far as me picking as far as me picking okay, so the guys that I would put into a hat, of course my boy Leroy, Darrell, Tyree, not Ty, but Tyree. Mm-hmm. Um on numbers just alone, you gotta go with bananas and C T and I gotta throw Zach in there just on size alone. I don't know a lot of these new cats, so but on them anybody. six, yeah, on them six. If I break it down to two, it's gonna be between Darrell and Leroy. Um, Leroy is my brother. I'm closer to him than Darrell, but I'd probably go Darrell. And then with the girls, I'd probably go. I'm going Car Maria, and then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cam. I'm gonna take Leroy's girl after she ha- after she has the baby. <laughs> <laughs> if she decides to actually yeah. come back twice as strong yeah, as she has that yeah, baby yeah. oh yeah um, absolutely. Me, me and Lee still talk man that's my brother for real uh, he said that um, you know Cam would entertain the idea but he said he's done so yeah she could she could still you know man, get out there we could do a plot bed on her so <laughs> I'm sad about that. Like, because Leroy was is by far one of my favorite cast oh, yeah. members that has ever been on there. Like, he's I. Yo, listen, we're gonna have to have a whole nother thing about, and maybe I can get him on. But me and him in Vegas for the bro. years that we live together out here, you boy, <laughs> I won't, bro. We won't even record it. I'll just turn it off, and we'll just have a conversation at that point. <laughs> you know what I mean? We won't even record it. But uh, man, yeah, no, I'm sad about that because one, him living in Vegas, like, so it makes me root for him even more. Uh, but yeah. like, he's funny as hell, bro. Just even what we see on TV, he's funny as hell. And I'm sad we, I'm sad that MTV did him so dirty that he'll never come back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that doesn't yeah. They can fix it. I feel like they're working on something. I can't really speak on it, but I feel like they they're working. Okay, so I mean, it might be. I feel like he's never going to be back on the challenge, but there might be another endeavor that might be revisited. You know, through uh, being a American on TV. So hopefully that works out. And, you know, I know. We'll, I know he he mentioned something about doing like a celebrity Big Brother. I think he'd be good at that too. But oh yeah, yeah. him having him having kid having a, a baby boy now that's going to change everything. You know, I know how. It works oh yeah, for me. and I told him that you know because like for the for the longest because I'm I'm a family guy. He told me like I'm never ever ever having any kids. I'm never getting married. I'm never doing none of that shit you're talking about. He would tell me that all the time. And now it's like, here we are. And he was like, yo, B, I see what you were saying. I was like, is it not so comfortable knowing you got that security? You're going back to the same house every night. You got somebody that's looking up to you. You got something to work for. He was like, yeah. So yeah, he, I'm proud he, of him, man. I, I, I can't wait till he has that moment. I don't know Leroy by any means. You know, never talk to him, everything. But any dad, for any dad to have that moment where they come home, and their kids are just so genuinely happy to see them just because it's you and that smile they give when you walk in that door, man. 
yeah. it makes everything else fade away. You know what I mean? And he'll get that, bro. And and I'm excited for him for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, fellas. Here, thank John. you very much. It's been a freaking pleasure, dude. I love you. Uh, we got to talk again. Absolutely. Uh, I will. I will. I'm free, man. I, my schedule is wide open. Let me know. All right. We'll get the message out there. Maybe you can grab your, your boy Leroy and we can all just get on here and tell some Vegas stories because I have a couple. Ooh, oh, man. <laughs> all right. Thanks again, man. I'll talk to you again soon. I right, mean, have a good one. You too. Oh, let's look at the story. You want to hear a story? Yeah. Ah, never been in an accident in my life. I've had three in the past month. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I know who the dark cloud is. So uh, I want to. So on the 29th of December, I um, I just dropped my daughter off at her Lola's house. And I was driving back home to grab my bag and then get an Uber to get on a plane to go to Maui to uh, help out with uh, my DJ that I manage. Her name is PZB, Puppet at the letters P-Z-B-L-I-V-E, so PZB Live. Um, we're going to do an event out there, and I got hit from behind by a tow truck and got pushed into a car, which got pushed into a car. Not that bad of an accident, but um, I was like, okay, so how's this work? Everybody exchanges information, all the good stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, I said, I got to get out of here because I'm going to miss my flight. And then, of course, the cops are like, you're not going to make this flight because there's four cars. And like, so I call PZ's sister, who is like an angel. And she, so Tana, uh, moves my flight out for like another hour and a half. I don't know how she did it, but she did. So they come up, we always change information. They're like, okay, blah, blah, blah. The tow truck guy takes responsibility. He gets cited. My car is still drivable. So I'm like, I'm driving back to the house. It was almost home anyways, off the downtown exit. Get home, grab my bag, get in the Uber. I make the flight. Great. So I preface that with I've never been in an accident before. I'm sitting on the flight, didn't know how long. The flight was like, what, five hours? Get to Maui. As soon as I get off the plane, my back goes, you're 89 years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am... I'm like, I can't walk. I'm just like, wait, what is wrong? Like, I, I'm just, okay. So, well, luckily, it was just a quick turnaround. So, we got there late that night. The event was the next day. We were leaving the next morning. We'll get that taken care of. I get back. Um, so, my car is still kind of banged up. It's just a back bumper and the front bumper, but it's still drivable. And I have a, uh, well, had, uh, um, what was it, a 2011 uh, Mustang convertible. So, I'm, um... So then I get back home, go to get my little, I go to a chiropractor and go through all the, you know, legalities of insurance and all that. So I'm going to go get some medicine um, from Walmart for my wife for now. We're talking about that too. I'm leaving Walmart. I'm about to turn to an intersection because I have a blinking yellow light and it turns solid. So solid, you have the right away because they are about to go red. They're trying to speed through to beat the light. I get T-boned, totaled, like took the whole front end off of my car. The hood wow. flew into somebody's yard. So I'm like, okay, here's a sign. So luckily I'm okay. Get out, all that stuff. Everything's fine. So uh, my dad passed back in September. So I've been dealing with all, his, all of his affairs. So I needed to get back home because my sister got the house and I got his truck. So I was going to, I already had a, 
flight set to go back to get his trip. And this was on the 27th of last month. So fly out there. I'm driving back from Arkansas to Las Vegas. I make it to New Mexico. So that big storm front was coming through. Uh, for that. You know where this goes. It's in snow. So, you know, it's just a two lane highway, median, another two lane highway going the opposite direction. And there's just, you know, embankments on both sides. So, um, it's like six o'clock in the morning because I started the night before. I stopped, got some rest, got back on the road. The sun's coming out. They got snow clouds, you know, trying to clear up the things and we're doing okay. And then I'm behind an 18 wheeler, like maybe five car lengths behind his 18 wheelers. And like they're going to clear the way for me. I was cruising. And then my truck just starts doing this. And I'm like, okay, okay, don't don't hit the brakes because I know not to do that. And just goes left. So in that left lane, I get hit. It wasn't too bad, but I get hit. And then my, my truck goes through the median across the other two lanes. And I'm looking, I'm like, I'm about to die. <laughs> Because I see cars coming. Uh, Luckily, I'm far ahead enough for them. So then the truck skids out. I'm in the embankment on the other side of the highway. So I'm like, all right, everybody breathes. We're good. Because it's just me in the car. So then everybody comes running over. The, the door's kind of messed up or whatever. But the, the, truck's, the truck will still run. All right. Cops are like, hey, here's our card. We, we see, you know, you're all good, blah, blah, blah. You're not going to sign anybody right now. But, you know, give us your insurance information. Uh, if you're willing to drive and you're able to drive, cool. So I got the, I got the truck out of the embankment. Drop back on the freeway. I drive another eight hours. I'm in Arizona now. Truck starts overheating. Oh. Then it stalls out. So I get off, park on the side of the road, and it's just now getting dark. So I'm like, oh, here we go. So luckily, uh, one of my friends was able to drive three hours from Vegas to come get me and take me back because the truck was completely dead. Um, but yeah, probably one of the most scariest moments in my life because yeah, have you ever seen the stars go clear? Because I tell you, I was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So no, no light posts, no gas stations, no nothing. It was just me and stars. And I, like, and, my, and I took everything out of my backpack and just put it. I was layered up, theater freezing. My friend doesn't know where I'm at exactly because the pin's not working for the GPS. I'm at 30 percent, no power to the truck. And it's like, all right, my dad in this truck. So finally, I see lights and I jump out the truck and it's turned and I'm like, God, so jumping there, I'm just like shivering. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So we get back, and um, so that was a week ago. But since then, man, it's like I don't even want to drag. Like I don't want to do anything. I wouldn't like, either. Been, yeah, it's been um, it's been you know, you have that, that, that what they call it, the come to Jesus moment, and you're like, yeah. damn. So then it's like after that though, but it's like, all right, you're here, you're good, get on your shit. You gotta, you gotta make something. You gotta make something shake. So I am more motivated because of that. Because even in those last, like the first one was a little thin to bit. The second one, I shouldn't be here. This last one mm, was close, but it's like, all right, go do something. Go get life. Don't just be expected to come to you. You know. So um, that's where I'm at right now. So it's a blessing in disguise. I'm still trying to, you know, shake the nerves off. But I'm a Monday guy. And I know tomorrow's Monday, so I usually wait till Mondays until I, you know, like, all right, putting all this down, I'm doing this. Here's my schedule. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I'm kidding. And I'm going to also stop um, being fearful of asking for help. Yeah, that's a big one. That's huge. That's that's the one I have the toughest time with, man. 
yeah. personally, yeah. Uh, um, because to me, I was raised as a man takes care of his own. You know what I mean? That's right. how I was taught. So when I get to a situation, so I haven't told anyone this. I don't really share it with too many people. So um, last Friday, I got fired from my job that I've been at for seven years. Um, and I'm, I'm the only one in the house that works. We just bought a house, you know, the whole nine. And all of a sudden I'm jobless. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, what do I do? And, you know, I haven't done an interview in almost 10 years. So like, I'm like, shit, it's like, you know, once you're in a long-term relationship, like, do I even know how to date kind of thing? You know what I mean? Uh, But, you know, knock on wood, you know, she's super supportive of me, supportive of me. And I was able to lock something down, um, find something else. But, you know, it was that realization of almost something you need something crazy to happen to kind of realize the bigger picture of what you need to do. Right. And that was kind of my moment of, you know, like I hated my life and I kept going down this road. I probably would have killed myself eventually with this job, you know, but I just didn't. I was going to say, that's another thing too, that, you know, you know, time willing and whenever, you know, another black to talk about is like, you know, especially what I talked about with Leek, like what you just mentioned, I was, you know, I'm talking about, suicide and things like that like those are things that you know need to be conversed more because um yeah i mean it crossed my it, the actual acting it didn't really cross my mind but i did think how would it be if i weren't here yeah which yeah, is like, still in that lane so it's oh yeah crossed, so. yeah i've uh i've when i was younger i, I i'd have that thought like what what would i do or you know how could i do it kind of thing when I get older, since I've been older, like I never have that thought. I have the thought of what would happen if I wasn't here, though, you know, kind of thing. Um, I send a thing to leak and I'll shoot over to you. Um, I'm not much for inspirational moments and inspirational like texts and all that. Uh, but there's a, a quote from and I feel weird because I know Steve Harvey as the original king of comedy, not a talk show host. Right. Yeah. Um, but he has this saying, uh, this, this quote that he did on show and he goes, all those days that you thought you would never survive, that you were never going to make it. You've got a hundred percent survival rate. You're unbeatable kind of thing. And I try to hold on to that. You know what I mean? Like even the toughest shit that I never thought I'd get through, I'm still here. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not doing any justice, but I'll, I'll shoot over to you so you can check it out. Um, no, I'd love to, yeah, yeah, because I'm, you know, there are some things that I won't bring up right now, but I am, you know, currently dealing with. But, but um, this is some happy shit. Bengals are winning, right? Yeah, here, let me, uh, let me one, one quick thing. Have you ever listened to Alan Watts? Alan Watts. Okay, so I will tell you this. This is a, a, a vice of mine. Well, not a vice. A vice is a good thing. Is a bad, I don't know. Uh, I have to hear it to know it. I'm terrible with names so. okay mm-hmm. when we're done i'll shoot over so he's like a philosophical speaker um okay different perspective i'll shoot it over in that steve harvey stuff so you can kind of take a look and you know if it fits your if it fits what you want to hear go for it if not you know keep it pushing you yeah. know what i mean but um oh, as, as far as that yeah no i'm i'm rooting for the Bengals. like <laughs> bro, me too man bro that quarterback like i ain't seen a quarterback I like, that joe, cool. man. I like joe cool man i like joe yeah. like he's macaulay Culkin journey yeah, yeah. I, I like bro. him man he's uh he's, he's just he does what he does and he, he he says what he's gonna do and he does it that's what i like like without without a, a whole bunch of you know he's just like 
I'm going to come beat you. And then he does it. So. Bro, and they kind of sold me when the defensive end for the Bengals said, we're doing this for Harambe. I was like, done. <laughs> done. Man, that was funny. Yeah, yeah. What are you drinking so, in that cup, young man? Uh, a little bit of uh, coffee with a little bit of creamer and maybe a little bit of peanut butter whiskey in it. Oh, okay. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. If you get a chance, if you like whiskey and you like peanut butter, check out, uh, it's called Screwball Whiskey. It's good. Yeah, I'm not too big on the sweetener. Actually, uh, um, I gave myself a month. I might actually have it today because um, I was trying to, you know, I just got back in the gym and all that stuff. But Super Bowl Sunday, I'm most likely going to, maybe. But with the, um, I thought you were going to say Bailey's because you uh, said coffee. Yeah. A little whiskey in the coffee is always right. It gives you, <laughs> and I drink iced coffee, so it's kind of like a, a double-edged sword, like it's cold, but then it warms up going down kind of thing. You know, gonna, <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's an internal jacket. Exactly. You know, it's uh, it's like that one quote, you know, you use band-aids of rubbing alcohol for outside wounds. You use drinking alcohol for inside wounds. So, oh, uh, I don't think she's going to appreciate that, but OK, you know, just <laughs> how she is. And she'll, she'll appreciate my, the humor later, hopefully. Uh, so, all right. One thing I didn't want to know. I was going to say, was there a season of the challenge that you didn't get cast on that you thought you would have been a great fit for that you would have loved to do? There were a couple that I did get calls for that I didn't get cast on. Um, actually, the only, I mean, outside of the core ones, because um, they were doing so much different stuff with that. I don't think I would have, I probably would have isolated and I probably wouldn't have had a lot of camera time anyway because I just know how I am. Got all these new people in there, so it would have been like one extreme or the other. I would have been like, oh, fuck everybody," um, or I just would have clicked up with who I really knew. But I would say the first All Stars. I feel like I should have been on that, or even the second one that they cast me for. And then you know, I was sitting in Mexico, sitting there waiting for you know a couple of weeks, and then they were like, "Ah, right, we're not going to pick you up," so they sent me back, which is fine. But I'd probably just say. All-Stars, I think one of the discrepancies on the All-Stars thing is it's called All-Stars. I know Mark wanted to be called OGs at first, yeah. and then they rebranded it for All-Stars, and then it's like, well, he's never even won a final. He's never even been to a final. So then I think, you know, but then they have all these other people who haven't done that either. Yeah, no, so, that, that's that's the, that's a, that's a bullshit excuse. That's yeah. definitely not it, because some of the people that they have, like, yeah. yeah, it's weird. They should have just kept it at OGs and really cast it from that. Like, because yeah. the all stars just has such a weird connotation to it. You know what I mean? Like, I would consider you more of an all star before I considered Jimmy an all star. Yes. You know what I mean? Like Jimmy has a mouth. OK, yeah. so, you know, there's a conspiracy theory about and I'm just going to put this out there. I'm just going to say this one sentence and then you guys can most likely pick up on the connotation. There's a reason why. It wasn't called OGs mm-hmm. and why it was called All Stars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to throw another word out there marketing. So exactly. I'm, yeah, I didn't say one or the other, but I'm just letting you know originally it was supposed to be OGs. Mm-hmm. They went with All Stars. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. absolutely. And I'll say it. They, they, you know, they changed the name. It, 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 it is. I get it. You know, it's, e- it's easier to market All Stars than it is the term OG. Um, but it's just the way that they cast for it. It's just weird. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. laughing about a conversation we had the other day with our, our 10 year old. He was like, we were talking about something. He's like, well, he's OG. I was like, what does OG mean? 
He's he's like, it means they're like original. They're from the beginning. I was like, yeah, but OG is an acronym for two words. What does it stand for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. And I was like, stop using words. Stop using know. words. You don't know nothing about then. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's 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 interesting. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. But I mean, that's that's yeah, that's definitely what it comes down to and why they didn't use the term OG. You know, and it, okay, but it's and just... And I'm sure they a number on it. And then with the negotiations, okay, we'll go with All-Stars because the yeah. number works. And then, all right, fine. Okay, if you're going to green light it, but, you know, we're not going to argue over just the name of it. But at the same time, the name of it does hold weight because that was the original, like, campaign. It was exactly. OGs, OGs, OGs. And then it's like, okay, well, we're going to roll it out, but we'll... We'll do it if we can change it to all stars. I get the business move on it, but I also get the connotation behind it and how they got yeah. flipped just to make sure everybody was happy. So exactly. That's the, it's yeah. that's that's the business aspect, dollars and cents, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, Always comes down to money. I think yeah. look, yeah, see, when you tell me all stars. I'm thinking like something MTV is going to do for like a blowout in season 40, where it's like the biggest names that have ever been. You got CT, Bananas, you got all the top winners that are just going to go against each other, just admire at each other. You're not thinking yeah. of nostalgic fan favorites. That's yeah. what OGs was supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah, it was supposed to go. It was, it was supposed to, in my opinion, go to, you know, pretty much pre, I would say, Rivals 2, because I feel like after Rivals 2, we entered, well, maybe not even Rivals 2, maybe it was right after Rivals. It was, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it is kind of hard and everybody kind of breaks down these different, you know, quote unquote, eras of the challenge differently, um, <clears throat> you know, but from what I see is it's like that second, that second kickoff to the challenge started with like Fresh Me 2 cutthroat because that's where a lot of mm-hmm. like the production value the formatting the casting just kind of turned and it was really good for a while and then it changed again around invasion i would say dirty 30 invasion dirty 30 vendettas right around there vendettas really changed but like we were talking about the other day like the newest season if you strip away the production the explosions the spy themes all that it was three different yeah. seasons combined into one. The first part of it was fresh meat. You know what I mean? Yep. The second part was cutthroat with the three different teams. Yep. And then the last part was like a, like almost, a free agent, uh, free agent slash rivals where, you know, how in free agents, they had a partner up in the final kind of thing. It was like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. But, you know, the production's just over the top. There's and I think it's because we've talked about this. We kind of touched about this is that the casting's so much different now. They're not casting for good TV. They're casting for. Who can get them the most, you know, clicks or the most views and all that? That's it. That's how it is. I mean, it's like, you know, no matter what the uh, the concept is, what the theme is, like if you have if you have some good clickbait, if you got some some good drama, uh, even if you if you tease your trailer the right way, <clears throat> I think I don't know what the algorithm is, but like if, if, if it's watched for just you know a certain amount of seconds, it's automatically counted as a view, whether it be um, on your television, on your phone, on your laptop, on your, you know, whatever. So um, once they start getting credit for that, it's like, okay, we know how to tee them into this. So it's like, oh, I got to check on that. And even the, the teasers get credibility. So it's like, 
I'm just taking the, the peaks of everything. Of course, people are going to try to tune in, which that's what entertainment is for. Like, I'm not knocking it 100%, but I, I still am to an extent because it's like, you got people that's been there from the beginning, especially as far as our fans that want to see what's going on with the folks that got them here in the first place. So it's like, you're just going for the quick fix, but then if somebody says something, you know, thank God for Leroy. Um, you know, now it's like, oh, we got to, you know, but because, you know, me and Lee talk, and like I said, there's other stuff that, you know, I'm not going to say that we that me and Lee have talked about, but he's had conversations with important people that. Good. Yeah. So. I think that's a good start. You know, I I don't think that that's going to fix everything. And I think that there's a lot of no, not a lot of steps. Yeah, there's a lot of steps and a lot of things that need to be done. But I do respect the fact that there are people at MTV that are now like being open to having this conversation. And I think that's a very important like first step. You know what I mean? And then now it's just about, you know, figuring out what those next steps are to to continue moving forward with it. You know, I mean, and that's it. You know, it's just being truthful and transparent. But you know, when it comes down to money, you know, at a wager, that's not a black and white situation. I'm not even talking about race. I'm talking about like just in in this or that. Uh, But like that line is very blurred and uh, very gray. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So, Brandon, I wasn't even going to ask this, but I just please do. I, feel I, like, love the, I love the questions that don't want to be asked that are asked. So please do. Well, this is, to be real, bro, this isn't even for this podcast. This might be for a future podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a collaboration with a, a young lady named Comfort Jacobs. Is that her last name? Am I saying that right? Yes. Comfort she do, Jacobs. She does a YouTube um, and she was talking to Karina about this and she wants to do a collaboration. I think mm-hmm. people are a little bit afraid just to reach out and say, hey, I'd like some of your time. I think people just don't know how to go about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Where oh. like you you and I have done stuff like this before, you know, so. Yeah, I've knocked on people's doors and sold them vacuums. So this is nothing to me. So <laughs> you know, seriously? Yeah, no, seriously. I'm I, like most of my life is either sales or marketing. Yeah. I've knocked on people's doors and asked for donations for the animalfoundation.com and have gotten like oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you know, because like, yeah, oh, we have a dog, great. Like, even if you don't, okay, so we have this, you know, shelter down here, but we just need nice. Here's my last, you know, my laptop, my, uh, what do you call it, iPad. And they'll just be like, oh, well, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it. like, because the biggest selling <laughs> point would be, uh, you can write it up on your tag. This is tax deductible. So, like, oh, great. Yeah, but is it in your right neighborhood? They make the right amount of money, they do it. But, oh yeah oh yeah i mean i hated it though i mean there's times i had guns pulled on me and you know get out of my you know whatever whatever but, oh yeah, yeah. it's I, I won't do canvassing anymore but uh when oh, i was younger yeah. uh, was, no no i'll, uh, I'll go i'll go strip before that <laughs> yeah i would i'm not gonna lie ain't nobody paying to see this trip so um actually i, I got my teeth cut in vegas in doing sales i was selling internet advertising we were doing one call closes like boiler room kind of shit uh, you know, with nothing but a script. If they said no, you had a rebuttal right away for them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like they had to hang up the phone. Oh yeah. So yeah. that's actually how I got my start. So reaching out to someone being like, Hey, do you want to come on our podcast for an hour? It's it's really nothing. But anyways, getting back sure. to the point. I got all there. She wants to uh she wants to do an episode and we invited her on to do it on our podcast just as um a platform to do it is uh, the influence of people of color on reality TV 
And mm-hmm. this is a conversation that we can't really speak to at all because mm-hmm. obviously we're not people of color, but we want to give a platform to it. And we're going to like fairly well. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. What is your ethnicity? Oh, bro, I'm 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 European 100 through. Like I'm I'm a high in 57 of like German and like was it German, Dutch, and English? I think. Yeah. Oh, that's it. So, yeah. So all all the colonists. This is your ancestry or twenty three of me. Ancestry. Like I got the whole okay, breakdown. I yeah, I did twenty three of me. I'm like sixty three percent West Sub-Saharan, and then um like eighteen percent Irish, and then everything else is just uh, I think they just put black on it. No, no. Maybe <laughs> Puerto Rican and then uh yeah, everything else is kinda like miscellaneous. But uh right, yeah. Irish part makes sense. So I'll talk, it, it, this isn't talked about often. I know every culture has their like little scene, right? Like so I grew up I grew up, I hate to say it this way, I grew up poor, right? And I grew up in bad neighborhoods. So I I like to think I've been experienced to different types of cultures, right? Like I know in the black culture, someone's got really nice hair. They say, oh, you know, I got a little bit Indian. You know what I mean? I, I know about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing for for white people. It's always like, oh, yeah, I know I tan up really well because uh, I got some Indian in me, you know, kind of thing. And we, I've been told my whole life, like we have Indian, like some heritage in, of Indian in us. And I did that test. Ain't nothing from there. Zero percent. It's 100 percent white Europe. That's it. And I'm like, damn. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. But what I was going to say is we're, we're going to be doing that collaboration. We're going to try to get Marlon Williams on from Rivals 2 to talk about it as well. And, and I'd like to extend an invitation to you because I think you'd be able to put some really great perspective and lend a great voice to it. If that's something you'd be interested in. What, uh, when, are you, when are you trying to get that done? Uh, I think we're a couple of weeks out on that one. Yeah. Um, it'd probably be on a weekend. You know what I mean? It'd be on a Sunday, you know, around the okay. same time, yeah. you know, the same-ish kind of set up as as today yeah just um yeah let me know just uh just remind me but yeah just let me know i'm, I'm down for it yeah if i'm open but you got a couple of hours which i usually yeah. do and usually will now moving forward because i've been um you know making some good moves or whatever to where it's freeing up my time so um yeah just uh yeah just just keep me on the loop and i'll yeah, i'm down yeah i think it i think it would be a really good um a really good conversation and I was sitting there and I was like as as you were talking earlier I was like uh I had to go and look through your seasons and stuff because I was like I couldn't remember if you were on Rivals 1 or Rivals 2 with Marlon and you were on Rivals 1 so you know ne- you haven't gotten to meet Marlon no we've he- never we've never met I know people between us but um right no yeah he's he's super cool I think you guys I think you guys will click pretty well and I think it would be a really solid uh discussion between you him and then this other creator comfort she's uh, she's really awesome i hope so yeah because the only reason i say that is because she's some of the people that i actually know and actually you know mess with um they have you know their opinions about him but i never i never um I think it's hard not to once you hear something about somebody that you never met. They might, you know, it's, of course, it's, it might be stored in the back of your mind or whatever. But um, right. if, I have, if I've never met you, you haven't, you know, done a foul by me, then I'm not going to, you know, put that on you even before I meet you. And when we talk, you know, we can figure that part out. But um, it's just, you know, I, I mean, I look forward to it. But it's, just, it's funny because some of the people that uh, have, you know, spoken with them or whatever um, have had certain things to say. And I'm like, all right, well, they ain't got nothing to do with me. 
I'm, you know, I'm never yeah. in a conversation with anyone. So, well, and, it, you know, and obviously, like, we're speaking from a different kind of experience and like the type of, you know, friends that you guys like share, you know, who interact and know him personally and stuff like that. So, you know, maybe I, I, I could totally be wrong, but just kind of the vibe that you've brought during this whole interaction here. The kind of vibe that he brings, I, I feel like it would be that you guys would um you guys would get along. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, I like it. No, no, no. I, I want it. Like, um, like I said, I mean, like I just I just heard things. I mean, I'm sure he's heard things about me. Uh, maybe not. I mean, I've heard some things. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that man is a, he's his own man and uh, he has not, we don't have an interaction. So I would love to, to definitely. Um, didn't he put some music out years ago or something like that? Yeah, he yeah. Uh, he I I want to say it was when we talked to him. He said it was like five years ago. He still does a little bit, but, you know, he's it's that Texas based music. It's a little bit different. You Texas know what I mean? Rap, yeah. Texas rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's Houston-based rap, which is a whole whole nother. That's story. I mean, no, I know about yeah. I know about my my nah, nah, chopping screwed and then it's all you know, and then even it's, it's the same cadence, it's the same. But they be talking that talk. I, mean, I know actually, my um one of my best friends, my brother uh, Steve Green, he um he lives in uh, he's from South Houston. Uh, he, he's uh, married now. We were college roommates. Um, I think he's moved since then, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, he put me on to all of that. So especially being from Arkansas, you know, we was right across the way. So we no lie, when, came to my crib. Yeah. So no lie, when you said Arkansas and then Little Rock, the first thing I thought it was uh, Jermaine Taylor, the boxer. I used to be a big right. ass fan of his when he first came out. Dude, he. I mean, I know him, and I said, well, I don't know him, know him, but I. We hung out several times, and this was before the TV thing. I used to, um, oh, great transition. I used to host, actually, no, it was after my first, it was after freshman too. Um, I used to host karaoke at Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock. That was like, that was like the first thing that I got that was paying me because of TV. Yeah. And um, he would come in there, and uh, he knew who I was, I know who he was, but. It was like, it was just a weird thing about him, man. Like, and then he just, the crowd he ran with, and there was just a bad aura about him. Like, he, like, in the ring, yeah, you know, for those first, you know, few fights, first couple of years, like, he was, you know, talk of the town, but he just, um, just didn't pan out because he just didn't do it the right way. And he had a lot of bad people around him, too. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that because they had, there's a lot of other stuff that, is associated with him and what might have happened or what might not have happened. You know, he had that charge with the lady and all that. Yeah, I, I'm just going off of what I saw in, you know, 2000 or no, boxing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he did his thing, but he was he wouldn't be anybody that I would purposely make a call to, like, hey, man, let's no. go have a drink. Like, nah, nah, it's too much little stuff going around with that. Bro, I, I get that. Like, so, uh, Okay, I'll go to the story. Not a lot of people know about this, but so uh, we we live about six hours north of you. We live in Reno, so okay. same state and all that. But um, I used to live right by the university in the same age range as uh, there was a basketball player here named Kirk Snyder. And he ended up going pro. Wasn't a big name. He was a big name here. Wasn't a big name in the pros. Probably bounced around a couple of years. Um, but he just he got arrested couple years ago for breaking into his neighbor's house and just some wild shit like like dude went off the fucking deep end 
And, you know, it's just weird to see that kind of transition that happens with these pro athletes that it doesn't work out well with and how they just go off the deep end. Some of them, you know, like this guy and some of the other people that we probably talked about hours about. But and a lot of it is about um, it's about your support system. It's about the people you have around you. Yeah. Because when you feel isolated, I mean, like it's one thing from going from taking care of everybody and then once they get comfortable then they're not really checking in on you anymore so then you get this and you're isolated anyway because you're at the pinnacle of whatever it is so if you want to you know put it on paper it's a pyramid so it's like you're at the top so everybody that needs to support you needs to be under you to keep you right where you are but then when they get comfortable they start to fall apart they start to fall away and then if you need somebody to come get you or if you need somebody to talk to or if you just need a favor or just whatever they straight already because you already hooked them up but the time when you're coming up and they know you're gonna get it they're gonna be on some like oh i got you i got you i got you but as soon as they straight it's like radio silence and then you're like all right so then it's like i got all of this but i also have nothing so i get it like i definitely get it it's messed up but the people that that contribute to it don't realize what they are actually contributing to it's it's a vicious cycle. I mean, because and I and it's one that gets repeated. I mean, I think there's a reason um, a lot of pro athletes are broke five years out of the league. You know what I mean? It's because they got so many mm-hmm. people saying, oh, I got you. I got you. I, I'm here for you. And then, you know, they get comfortable. They they ask for money, you know, and on top of the fact that this goes into a much deeper fact that, you know, the American school systems don't teach kids about the financial system at all, how to invest your money, how to bank, how to do taxes, about credit scores, none of that shit. So they just put these fucking kids out there who have never had, let's just be honest, 99% of America doesn't have that kind of money. And then you put them in the situation where they have all this money and no financial responsibility behind it. I mean, it's a recipe for disaster. And that's a whole nother fucking story. I mean, you, yeah. And then they'll tell you, oh, go get an accountant. Go get this financial. No. So they can rip you off too? They're going to rape the fucking, I'm sorry for that usage, but they're going to, they're going to kill you on your, your money because they know more about your money than you know about it. All you know to do is go play ball. Yeah. And then when you do that or, or go act or go on this show, just sign this contract. I know more than you know about money. So let me handle this. I'm going to get the most out of your money. So wait a minute. How do you get more out of my money than what's already there? One, two, if we're going to invest, I need to know where we're investing there. Oh, I got you. Okay, what well, is the percentage that I'm paying you? Well, no, it's just a fee right here. And then once we make this much, then I get this much. But, blah, blah, blah. I'm, but I'm going to get you this much. Because here's the thing. They'll say, I can't get paid if you don't get paid. And then you're like, okay. And, and then it's just 19-year-old kid. Oh, they told me they said 67 million. All right, cool. You know what 20% of 67 million is? And that's the fee before taxes and all that other shit. How many kids you got? How many of your family members going to say, oh, can you, okay, you said you got, okay, you know, I used to take you to practice every day. I'll go to you. What you need? Mama got to get a house. I got to get a We got to pay this. It's all bullshit, man. That's right. Yeah. Look, I'm going to just put this out there for anybody that's listening, that's having issues with money. You can find damn near every answer online if you just look. Like I do investments myself. You know how I figured out how to do investments and do the stock market? I watch some videos online on YouTube, bro. Like it's not that difficult. And go, you can go do it yourself. You don't got to pay nobody to invest your money. And guess what? At the end of the day, if you do research and you find companies that you like, 
you'll end up making some money back in the long run. And and we can talk about that too, because I, I want to invest. I just want to know how and where. And then I'm, uh, I've, um, well, I forget the name of the guy, but he calls it flipping paper. Uh, but it's basically flipping houses where you go get these decrepit houses or whatever. And you, um, you basically offer them, um, you know, a, a, a discounted price for what they want for the property. Cause if it's sitting there for too long, they're not going to make anything on it. So they'll say, yes, they take, take that offer and you sell that contract to a buyer that just didn't want to do the work that you did. And this guy's like making six figures a month just by just, do, but just by doing the work, but he's doing the work that the buyer doesn't want to do. And he's giving uh, the the seller uh, a this um, always actually buying higher, uh, and then he'll take the difference to get his money. So let's say the the seller wants two hundred thousand for their property, but the property isn't that great. So I'll make a call and say, well, it's going to cost me this much to do this and this. And would you do this for this amount? Let's do it for two hundred and twenty thousand. You ask for two hundred thousand, and they say yes. Then you find a buyer. You're basically just selling the contract. And you don't have to use any of your money. It's detailed work, but it's if if you can make twenty thousand dollars a deal and you only do that a couple times a year or just a few times a year and you don't have to do it every month, you know, you're making right. above the mean. I was gonna say, sorry, I, she's she's got a lot of experience in real estate. I was saying it sounds like a broker, doesn't it? They have to have a license and everything. Yeah, but it's, okay, it's, well, it's similar. Saying that he doesn't, he's saying he doesn't have a license. He doesn't have any of that or anything like that. Because I actually, I was, um, I hate to admit this, <sighs> um, timeshares. I had my licensing and <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, yeah. I was with Wyndham <laughs> for a while. Um, you know, one month you kill it and then the next two months you're just like going to work for free. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I had, I had to go take all those testings, get, you know, I paid like $500 for my license, passed the state test and had to get my service license and all that other stuff. But yeah, um, didn't work out clearly. But yeah, I mean, bro, if, if you're trying to do sales, I mean, you know, there's, there's much more lucrative ways in doing it than timeshares. You know what I mean? I, oh, no, yeah, I got, no, no, I went down that road too. And I made that mistake of doing timeshares and it's, you know, you, you do, like you said, you do great for a month and then you work two months for free kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's just, that's sales in general. I mean, that's one of the reasons like, I try to get more into the marketing role just because it's more consistent, you know what I mean? And it sells on a larger, larger basis. But, yeah. um, you know, Brent, shit, man, I can't believe we've already been on here for almost three hours. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, really. Yeah, yeah man, even chopping up. Yeah, I mean, if you want to move down some more, because I've been getting off on tangents. If you want to move down some more seasons, if you guys need to get off here, I know Super Bowl Sunday. But like I said, I'm not watching because Dallas isn't playing. So, <laughs> bro, I'm an Atlanta fan. I, I even if they're in the Super I see, Bowl. I see that in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's, who's, who's the who's the all time best Atlanta Falcon? Ooh, ooh. better get it right because he's my he's my favorite player. The all time best Atlanta Falcon. Look, I'm partial because of what he does outside of football. Um, I would, <laughs> I want to say work done, but that's not it. You know what I mean? Um, but now, I don't know what he does with the houses and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, but if we're talking to me, who's the all-time greatest Falcon that I've ever seen? God, it, it's Dion. Yes, you got it right. Yeah, yes. it's Dion. I mean, yeah. 
like i mean i want to i don't want to give him that credit because he went to san francisco and then he went to dallas in san francisco i love him because he went to dallas my cousin who's also my best friend marcus uh he uh was a huge falcons fan and then when we got him on because i'm a dallas fan my dad was a dallas fan it's like it kind of made sense but yeah 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 i mean god if you would ask me two years ago i probably would have said julio jones <laughs> mm, I mean, that's arguable. That's arguable because he's a beast. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a beast. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she she says she's a Falcons fan now, but that's just because we're together. She never used to be a Falcons fan. So <laughs> now I really who is your first who is your first team? Uh, I, I've never really had an NFL team. I'm more college football. Um, OK, who's that? Michigan. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Y'all got Harbaugh back, though, so that's always a plus, I hope. Uh, it's always somewhere close to me. See my little coffee cup thing. It, I usually have a Michigan sweater on. I usually have Michigan something everywhere around me somewhere. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. Just so you know, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'll always keep. Yeah. See, yeah, we got the Falcons one back there. He's usually got a Falcons like hat or sweater or something on. I usually have something Michigan, but yeah, it was laundry day. Laundry day. We were were late, obviously. You know that, but. (laughs) Sorry. All right, now I got to know who's who's your all time favorite Dallas Cowboy. All time, well, Dion. But if you're talking about like lineage or anything like that, because I mean, growing up. I had the opportunity to go to Dion's camp while he was a cowboy. I went to Troy Aikman's camp. I went to Jay Novacek's camp. Novacek, um, oh. I went to Emmett Smith's camp. So I went to four. So just, those are the four that I went to. But I would say my all-time favorite cowboy um, outside of Dion, but some people would argue that he's not a real cowboy. I'd probably have to go with Emmett. I like it. I like it. Emmett's. Can't argue. I mean, he's the most cowboy cowboy I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Outside of outside of Troy, you can't really. But outside of those two, you really can't. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a wild card. Anytime I think of cowboy players that I wish would have played on my team, don't get me wrong. I like Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith are there, but uh, Darrell Woodson. No way. Wait. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. It's uh, Darren. It's Darren. Darren, Darren Woodson. That's it. Yeah, yeah. No him. I would yeah. take him in a heartbeat. He was like the heart of that defense for years. Oh, yeah. He'd knock your head off and he'd pick you off in a minute. Yeah. So, yeah, Darren Woodson. Uh, people forget about Alvin Harper a lot, too. He was because, like, yeah. when they had Irvin, like, they was, like, going to him. But Alvin Harper, um, you know, you had Novacek. And then Witten came out. Witten was, like, the Novacek Jr. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Johnston. Daryl Johnston, the Moose. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Leon Lett. Leon Lett. And then, uh, how what was that? Larry, uh, Larry, Larry Allen. Larry Allen. Allen, yeah. Yeah, Allen. Um, right. the, some of those teams, though. Yeah, we're all Anytime yeah. I think of the Cowboys now, like Leon Lett and all that, all I think about are the Thanksgiving Day, uh, Thanksgiving Day games with Madden and the three fucking leg turkey and all that yeah. shit. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Brandon, uh, we're going to wrap this up, but I do have. Uh, oh, what's up? I do have one final question we ask everybody, and um, I'm, I'm going to skip over the Mount Rushmore because of the conversation we had earlier, and I think we got a good pick on the the two the teammates that you would pick. I think that's a, a better analogy to the way you look at the challenge, So I mm-hmm. and I agree with that. So what I want to know, though, is when all said and done, you decide you're not going to be doing any more on reality TV, 
What do you want people to think of when they look back at your career on reality TV? What kind of message do you want them to think of? That's a good question. Nobody's ever asked me that. Um, when they look back on my career, which is even funny to even hear myself say uh, on reality TV, I would say that <clears throat> I hate cliches. I say it all the time. Uh, but what you see is what you get. Um, I am as transparent as I can be with a mic on and a camera in your face. Uh, but and if this makes any sense, I'm not there to play the game. I'm there to win. So there's a difference. Um, there's some people that come in there with their cards held to the breast. And they, you know, I think they're playing chess and then they switch up and play checkers halfway through and then want to go back and do something different again. And the day you see me when I walk in is what you're going to get through the entire season. So that's what I would want people to take away um, from from what they've seen of me and also know that they haven't seen all of me either. Like when you're there, it's, I mean, you're, you're in a scenario to where you want to, you want to win, um, but it's not a hundred percent representation of you. It's just a representation of you in the environment that you're in. Uh, right. But I would hope that the core of me would come out more than uh, than you just seeing somebody playing the game just to look good on TV or just to win. Like, granted, I am there to win, but the way that I'm going to do it is going to be any way that I would do it on TV or off TV to try to get something accomplished. Right. I think I got it right. Yeah. No, I love it. No, that's great. Yeah. No, I <laughs> It's it's a big neon sign above your head, but we're gonna put it there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you watch Nieces of Mirror? Come on, bro. You know I already watched out. Oh, man, I knew it like you, bro. Yo, that's yeah, it's shit. like his favorite show, bro. I love that shit, bro. If I have I, a chance to do watching it since it was, since it was on Vice. Same with the grizzly bear and the Tims in the back. On the Tims and the New York hat on the, on the bear. Yeah, yeah. Look, my so my favorite. My I know people say Jeff or I say GIF, but my favorite GIF all the time. Yeah, is is Daisy is with you allegedly, 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 allegedly. Yeah. allegedly. Yeah. No, the the best one though, man. And I, and I, when I saw it when it came out, I knew it was gonna be because I. So I've met Charlemagne a few times. So when they went to Breakfast Club. And they got into it with Envy. And then they did the recap on their show about Envy. When I saw it the first time, I was like, this is going to go crazy. This is going to be because it's a discipline. Yeah, I love it. Uh, oh, man. But yeah, yeah. These are the Meryl. I'm more like I'm more like Meryl, probably. But but yeah, uh, those, those are my guys. Man. I've never met them before. I've met Charlamagne a couple of times. I met Angela one time. I never met Envy. But um. But yeah, like those are like my two. I go back and forth between those two. I don't know if they still do it, but you know they had a podcast, right? Oh yeah, the Bodega, yeah, Bodega Boys. Oh yeah, man, bro. I listen to that, bro. I've never been in my car where I'm crying from laughing so hard as I'm driving down the road. I was dying. And to speak on what we what you said earlier. I knew we were going to hit it off as soon as I said habitual line stepper. And you knew what I was talking about because that's a very select few amount of people. All right, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Any line on Chappelle, you yeah, come on now. I'm in there. And then, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be good. Yeah. We're going to get this. <laughs> All right, man. All right, Brandon. 
thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Yeah. We're going to do this again because oh, yeah. even though we've been on this recording for three hours, I feel like we only talked about half the shit we were supposed to talk about. Yes. So we're going to have <laughs> we, to do this shit again. We still have three more seasons to talk about <laughs> next time. <laughs> so we're going to hit him with a beautiful Mary to be continued. Yep. Tune in next week kind of thing. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Just let me know. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So Brandon, thank you once again so much for your time, man. I'm going to shoot you some of those things we were talking about. I'm going to text that over to you. And then, uh, man, we'll be in touch about that collaboration and getting you back on here because we saw a whole nother half of the conversation we got to get to. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys for reaching out. Hey, man, absolutely. thank you so much for your time, man. You have a great Sunday and uh, let's see these Bengals win it. Yeah, man. 34-31, I called it. Oh, I like it. Hey, real quick, did you see what Joe Cool said when they asked him about his chain? They're like, is that, are those real diamonds in there? He's like, bro, I get paid. I, I made so much money from the mistake. <laughs> bro, that's, I was like, signed, sealed, and delivered. Let's do this right, right. now. Boom. <laughs> All right, man, take it easy. All right, y'all. Bye. All right. Bye. All right.